Maverick News presents The Rick Walker Show Defrag your mind Good evening everybody, I'm Rick Walker, welcome back to Maverick News Great to have everybody here. Hello, Maverick family. Hello, new viewers. From all over the globe, who do we have in the house tonight? Hello, Anesty. Hello, Gucci. Hello, King RV of Canada. Welcome back, RV. Never a dull moment when RV is in the house. You never know what he might do. Hello, Lillian. Arthur, thank you for sending me that message last night. That was helpful. As I continue navigating through that, uh, that convoy story. And hello, Larry. Yeah, Halo says, crazy RV. He is, and folks, if you haven't been here before, I can only tell you that RV keeps things colorful around here. Keeps me on my toes. I am always trying to act as the eyes and ears of the public and do my best to hold those who need to be held accountable accountable. And then RV does his best to try to, uh, tries to keep me accountable too. That's okay. Hello, Kim. Let's go over to the Rumble channel, shall we, and see who we have in the house over there. We have Raising Wolves and Mustang Sandy and Cross member 777. Hello. Hello, D. Celtic Love. Mouth of the South, the man without a plan. Hey, hey, hey. It's Leo. And we have Freeze Drad 204. You know, one of these days, years from now, we're all going to look back on this time and social media and what we're doing here on these live streams and being in the chat. And we're going to look back at these names we make up for ourselves and we are going to laugh. It reminds me of the old CB days when people would be cruising down the highway, talking on their CBs, and they'd have all kinds of crazy handles, nicknames that they would make up for themselves, or sometimes other people would make them up for, you know, you, somebody might make one for you. You know those old handles like Rubber Duck? <laughs> and there was all kinds of CB lingo, like, Police were bears, right? Yeah, well, we're going to look back on this one of these days. Look back at some of these crazy names that we've made up for ourselves, and we're going to laugh. And our grandkids and great-great-grandkids are going to look back or look at us, and they're going to say, those people were wacky. And the Internet will seem primitive to them if we get that far. I sure hope we do. I have a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. Well, not a lot, a little bit, a some. 
Uh, we have uh, Vladimir Putin saying that uh, Canada's Speaker of the House was an idiot <laughs> when he uh, when he recognized Yaroslav Hunka, the Nazi in Parliament. So we've got that. I don't know if we're first to the party on that one. I don't think we are, but that's okay. We're going to talk about it a little bit anyway. What else do we have going on? We have... Uh, it's Thanksgiving weekend here in Canada. Just for all of those, all those of you who maybe didn't know that on our U.S. You know, on the U.S. side. So we do have that going on. That's just a, a point of a point that you should also just be aware of. It's Turkey weekend. Yeah, we uh, we do it at a different time than you guys in the U.S. Of course, uh, preparations are underway for RFK's RFK Jr.'s big announcement on the ninth, where it looks like he might be getting ready to ditch the Dems and. Take a run at the presidency as an independent. Canada is uh, relocating some diplomatic staff out of India. No big surprise there. And um, I'm going to comment a little bit tonight, I think, as well, if I have a little bit of time. About uh, my challenges navigating the ethics of covering the war in Ukraine, Yaroslav Hunka the Nazi scandal, and even the convoy a little bit, maybe. I'll just talk about it a bit. It's, uh, it's been a bit of a challenge, ethically. And, uh, yeah, and we also have Matt, the unseated, is going to join us in a very short while, because, you know, the other night we were talking about the Galactic Federation. And Matt the Unseated, of course, does a lot of research into sort of strange and wonderful things, including things like the Galactic Federation. And he messaged me today and said, hey, you know, I, know I have some other information about that. And as wacky as some of that stuff sounds... I know it does pique some people's interest. And I think that when Matt joins us, and I'm just sending him a message right now, and he will, there, I sent him a little link, so he's going to join us shortly here on the program. And I think it will give you a better perspective um, what we were talking about yesterday, day before, whatever, two nights actually, we mentioned it. Um, yeah, he's going to join us in probably about 10 minutes. Yeah, so he'll be coming on in 10. So uh, it'll give you a better perspective on what we were talking about the other night, about the collective. Federation, which all ties back into that, uh, you know, today's um, psychological propaganda information warfare stuff that we were chatting about, which is actually pretty important, pretty darn important stuff. 
Yeah, and I'm going to take a quick break here so that I can send a couple of links over there to Matt and get some other stuff queued up, and I will be right back. It's going to be a great show because not only that, we are, I think, going to go to the phones pretty early tonight and give you guys a voice here on Maverick News. Because we are all about free speech, free expression, freedom of media. And that means sometimes opening the floor to you so you can exercise your right to free speech. Greetings, brave mavericks. Our quest for truth continues. We go beyond fake news. Together we expose propaganda. Together we pull others out of rabbit holes. We are maverick thinkers. We are all unique individuals, individuals, defenders of individual rights and freedoms, credible, trusted, grounded in reality. Maverick News, Maverick News. Defending free speech, free speech, speech. Donate at freedomreporters.com. Do it now. Tomorrow. Maybe too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Maverick News. The world is watching. Welcome back. I'm still here. Where shall I begin? Let me start with this. I have been, well, every day has been, is always a struggle. It's always a challenge. Practicing journalism. Nothing really prepared me for what I am facing as a journalist today because of this new medium, social media, because of what is going on in politics all around the world. Everything seems to be upside down. And uh, the medium of social media has changed the game within journalism, there's real polarization. It's pretty tough to find an actual balanced newscast of any kind anywhere. Everybody seems to, in one way or another, be an activist more than an actual journalist these days, in my view. I'm pretty old school, and I get very uncomfortable dealing with activism versus journalism. I've always pledged to you that I will serve the public interest, that I'm here for you. That's as simple as it gets. But it's not easy to do that. The stories that have been in front of me and in front of you in recent weeks have been particularly challenging on the ethics front. 
because I'm always struggling with my own bias, my own worldview, my obligations as a Canadian, as a journalist, my obligations to sources where I make promises to protect identities, my obligations to you, to my other fellow journalists, and the, the, the considerations on any story are extensive. These stories, the stories in particular that have, that have, that have proposed a particular challenge of late have been the two main stories we've been covering here, which are the Save the Children Convoy on the one hand, and this Yaroslav Hunka Nazi scandal in Parliament on the other. The convoy, difficult because I want to make sure that I do everything legally. I want to, I've, always, I've wanted to make sure that anybody giving me information about anything within that group over the last, last number of months, really, as that story has unfolded, has been factual and, and, and that I'm where I make a promise to someone not to reveal an identity as a source, I live up to that obligation and I've done that. And it's difficult to know how much weight to give a story like that. Because you don't want to be manipulated, you want to you don't want to give people a platform and just let them use you because they just want access to you guys, the audience. A wide range of considerations and I can only say that I I think I've done my best I have done my best and I hope I've lived up to the standards necessary to continue to earn your trust the Nazi scandal in Parliament has also posed a particular challenge because I am a Canadian and so I recognize my bias in that regard. I'm loyal to my country, no question about it. Not so, not necessarily so loyal to the reigning liberal regime or any sitting government. But to my country, to you, Canadian people, yes, always. I will always serve the public interest and I will always live up to my obligation as a Canadian. And so when I see a story like the Nazi scandal, huge embarrassment for the country, some positive aspects to it because it's like light being shone on something, on a dark part of Canada's past and a bit of its present. But it's been very difficult to navigate ethically. But I think I've done what I need to do and I will continue to try to continue to try doing continue to try to do the right things I've been getting a lot of pressure on both of those stories from people sending me information sending me stories sending me sidebar information encouraging me to do more in some cases do less everyone trying to influence me well, everyone contacting me about these things and that goes on all the time anyway but it has been particularly challenging with regard to these stories
And I see, certainly with regard to the Nazi story, that certain groups of journalists are piling on and making hay with it at the expense of the nation. Fair game. Do as you feel you must. From your perspective, you're doing what you think you need to do. I will do what I think I need to do. To serve the public interest. To keep the peace. Pursue peace. And truth. Real truth. And so as people try to apply pressure to me, I feel it. I will not bend. I will try to cover these stories and give them the amount of attention and weight that I feel is appropriate based on the journalistic editorial standards that I have always used. Sometimes I fall short. I'm only human. But I'm doing my best. And I hope people can respect that just as I try to respect other people's voices as we continue to navigate our way through this new medium, this, these new times, these challenging times. The, the, the thing that is particularly challenging about the, the Nazi story is that we're at war and so there are journalists who are very sympathetic, let's say, to Russia. And this has presented a real opportunity for them to score points. And they're making the most of it. Yeah, there's Lori. Hello, Lori. Welcome to the chat. We need to be careful here to be responsible. See, I'm not pro-Russian, and I'm not pro-American, and I'm not pro-Canadian government. I am a Canadian. I live here. I live here. And I'm on the street here and I see the people. I know what Canada is. I know what it is. I know what the people are. What they really are. And I know that we have some problems here and there. And I have a very clear perspective on this. 
And I see exactly what's going on. And I think I temper my bias reasonably well. And I'm doing that right now. With extreme scrutiny cast upon myself and a lot of soul searching. I'm doing my best. I will not pile on with a group of journalists who cast themselves as journalists, some of whom, frankly, I know are not objective at all. You're welcome to your views and you can say what you want to say. That's what free speech is all about and anybody can do that. And I have defended on this platform using my voice, I've defended some people who have been international journalists who have come under fire over the last couple of years vigorously on this program. And I would do it again. When it comes to this story, you want truth, we can get truth. And then there's propaganda that's out there too. I live here. I see it firsthand. I don't see all parts of Canada. And there's a whole lot of stuff being dug up from the past. The past. And that's dangerous in itself. And that has consequences. We're in dangerous territory because we are digging up the past. And we're dealing with very sensitive things. So, you know, how many dead Nazis do we want to prosecute? And at what cost? I live here. I want the kids to be able to walk to school safely each day. I don't want a war here. I want democracy preserved. I don't want the country torn apart and torn down. And it's fragile as it is. I do want truth. Responsibly. I will not pile on and, and bend the knee to anyone. You can come here and I don't care. You can torture me. You can shoot me in the head. I will not. I serve the public, period. That I will take to my grave. We're at war, and this is a battlefront. Now, you want truth? We can get to truth, and that can be very painful. And I'm wrestling with some of that stuff, I admit. But we all need to be careful. 
we need to respect each other so that we don't go down a dark path that way either. So that's my message tonight. Maybe I'll have to elaborate on it more another evening. I respect what other people are doing. I only ask in return that that respect be returned, that, that I receive that as well. I am not a propagandist. The government is the government. The people are the people. A lot of this is from the past. You want to learn from the past, we learn from the past. You want to dig up the past so we can repeat it, that's something else. And it's that serious. I'm about peace and truth. Peace through truth. But if anybody wants to dig up the past so that we can revisit it, reconstitute it, not into it. I'm also about fairness and balance and responsibility. I have a responsibility to my country, to my community, to my people. I have a responsibility to the future. I hope you can all respect that. Doing my best. I hope you understand what I'm talking about, man. I'm gonna take a quick break. When we come back, Matt's going to join us. We're going to talk about some really weird, crazy, whacked out stuff. <laughs> because it's 2023 and I don't know if it's news or not. But it's out there. Wow. <laughs> Is it out there? It's really out there. I'll be right back. Hello, world. Are you? Awake! Uniting humankind by liberating millions of minds at a time. Maverick News. The world is watching. My friend well hello 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 rick interesting little discussion you are having there and i gotta say i do very much admire the fact that uh you are standing in between on certain controversial issues putting yourself smack dab in the middle such as with the russia ukraine thing 
And um, yeah, hopefully uh, tonight we're going to be talking about some pretty crazy black adult stuff, as you said, so to speak. <laughs> I don't know if it's worthy. Best quote, best quote, by the way. <laughs> so yeah so you know we we were messaging there a bit and uh you saw this stuff that i was running the other night on um the galactic federation and QAnon and all of this we're getting a bit of feedback here matt um i'm not sure exactly what that is is that uh on your end uh if, i don't know i've got like a table that's not exactly sturdy so that might be having maybe something to do with it i don't know we'll Okay. We'll see. I'll just mute. Maybe I'll mute the microphone between me speaking and not is what I'll do. That'll that'll help a lot, I think. Yeah, that'll help. Okay. So, so sorry. What was your question there? So uh, yeah. What? So we um. So you saw this um stuff I was running the other night about QAnon and uh, psychological manipulation online of people and even military grade psyops and uh, the the one person involved in this convoy thing that we've got going on here on his Facebook page as you go along and and I've spoken to him myself you know he's definitely down a few rabbit holes and is part of this galactic federation uh in fact as far as I as, as I understand it out in his area there's a whole group of people who are they call themselves light workers um as part of this galactic federation and i know that you've done a lot of research in this area you have more information maybe you can help us understand what the heck is that about yeah so um there's a this is almost like an umbrella subject almost like when you use terms like mk ultra there are many ways of programming the mind so to speak right you know you were talking about subliminal messages right and then sometimes rewiring people's minds to behave a certain way and that kind of a thing you know it's very multi-layered so when it, when it comes down to, um, you know, the Galactic Federation, if you will, I was going to say that's just only, you know, part of the umbrella, so to speak. And so the kind of rhetoric that you hear, let's uh, like, because you even touched on that a little bit in your episodes, but like, you know, speaking about from darkness to light and light always conquering the darkness and yeah. essentially our high vibrational energy will make other people's like negativity dissipate or whatever like you know what i mean it's just to me the way i look at it is um i made a comparison in a video i made and it's just kind of like um instead of invoking fear so to speak you're invoking a lulling and dulling effect that's not it's not like um 1984 it's like brave new world if that makes sense mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is, this, to me, this is really kind of, um, to me, it's crazy stuff. Uh, but the people involved, when you're listening to them, they talk about vibration and frequencies, and it's all kind of weird. So, well, and, and, and us being actually alien beings ourselves who have come to the earth. <laughs> so, are they crazy or what is this, Matt? Well, like, to some extent, I think some pe some people take certain things too far, like, I mean, but, you know, to the extent of electricity playing a big part in our life, so to speak, that's where the whole um, sound frequency vibration type of thing comes into play. Mm -hmm. So, um, but essentially, they're getting at um, a sort of thing that can lead down into um, 
So right now we're in a day and age where you're asking about the Galactic Federation and you're implying like aliens and maybe something like that. Yeah, but, that's what they said in the video. This one here anyway. But, but if you go back to so in some of the links that I sent you, there's this person. Uh, her name is Alice Bailey. Okay. And yeah. Alice, Alice Bailey was heavily influenced by Helena Blavatsky, who was part of this Theosophical Society. So we're going to go down the Theosophical Society at some point later. But what I'm getting at about Alice Bailey is that she was heavily influenced by this Blavatsky person. And that's where a lot of this dialogue and this kind of rhetoric and thinking comes from. And Alice Bailey established um, a publishing company with her husband, Foster Bailey, Freemason Foster Bailey. And Alice Bailey established what is called the Lucius Trust. The Lucius Trust was originally known as the Lucifer Trust. And so this thing that you have up here, this link in particular, the 10-point plan to destroy Christianity, I just want to establish something myself just on a personal level is mm -hmm. I'm not religious. I do have views of a higher power of sorts, so to speak. Um, that's, you know, open-ended and people can believe whatever it is they so choose. But in this 10-point plan to destroy Christianity, the, while I do disagree with a lot of the philosophies and things revolving around Christianity, the thing is, is that the objective of destroying Christianity here just has to do with, if you look at some of the 10-point tenets, you'll see that it's about creating a one-world religion, right? Yeah. And um, that it's about destroying the family unit, which is what we see today, ironically, that these people are against at the surface value, you know what I mean? So when we're looking at someone like Gordon, right, who has been prominent in the news in the last week um is he is this what something he would subscribe to or believe in as part of the galactic empire federation well, galactic empire <laughs> I admit, well i admittedly so if i'm honest with you i haven't even got the chance to speak to him and this is actually one of the things that i yeah. would like to ask him about if he's even heard of alice bailey or helena right. because a lot, of people, a lot of people haven't heard these names and there are several sub rabbit holes you can go down like we haven't even talked about the theosophical society yet. so let me just read this out loud, loud here um and the main purpose of the 10-point charter strategy is to either destroy christianity or to convert the nations to new age philosophies the alice bailey 10-point plan is also part of a larger strategy to eventually introduce a new world order system the 10-point charter by alice bailey is one take god and prayer out of the education system Two, reduce parental authority over the children. Three, destroy the Judeo-Christian family structure or the traditional Christian family structure. Four, and this is an, an Alex um, Aldous Huxley thing, Brave New World, you're right. If sex is free, then make abortion legal and make it easy. Five, divorce easy and legal, free people from the concept of marriage for life. Six, make homosexuality an alternative lifestyle. Seven, debase art, make it run mad. Eight, use media to promote and change mindsets. Yeah. Nine, create an interfaith movement. And ten, get governments to make all these law and get the church to endorse these changes. I think we're there, Matt. Yeah, yeah, no, no shit, we are. So, um, again, like, I mean, this stuff, it, it has very dark roots because of the simple effect, like I was getting at the lulling and dulling aspect 
right? And yeah. while some people might be waiting on, you know, the Galactic Federation, the what this person did, if I'm going to parallel that exact same philosophy, Alice Bailey spoke about something called the Ascended Masters. That's open to interpretation as to whether you want to look at them as etheric spiritual beings, um, egregores, if you're familiar with this term. But um, basically, um, she, like, ideal... Uh, she looked really highly at this guy called DeWall Cole, which is typically abbreviated as DK. Mm -hmm. And um, the only good thing about the New Age that it did, the only good thing, but it was for a bad purpose, unfortunately, was uniting different philosophies from the East, from Europe, and certain aspects of Abrahamic faiths as well, right? So I do think that um, there were some good things about it but i don't ultimately really agree with the way that it is used and weaponized by certain individuals and again by the way i just want to make this very clear um this is not toward gordon and toward any of the people who are running the non-boy convoy or whatever right this is just um in general like what i'm what i'm saying and i have encountered people who have this kind of ideology and stuff in my research and had to make videos and that kind of a thing. So, um, hmm. but, uh, so, yeah, sorry, you go ahead. You yeah, go right so ahead. This, I mean, so I see that we, we've, we've shown actually on, on the program over the last number of days that, you know, there are a growing number of people who are being exposed to QAnon stuff that, and, and even psychological warfare uh, in fact, today, somebody sent me some links to some newspaper articles from almost two years ago now, or just articles that came out after the pandemic, talking about the Canadian government and the Canadian military using military propaganda techniques on the Canadian public in order to get people to take certain actions and, and, um, and adjust people's attitudes toward uh, the lockdowns, vaccines, things like that. Uh, so, I mean, it's a real thing, and, and the government in Canada has actually been using it on its own people during the pandemic, and they've acknowledged that, which has enraged a lot of people because it, uh, I think it's unethical to be doing that against without people's knowledge or consent, uh, just period. To, to not, it's not right to do it. Thoughts? No, it's totally unethical to influence people's behavior, especially on a subconscious level that they don't even realize, right? And yep. the example that you specifically gave with the Marcus Gray clip, I did see. Um, I didn't see the subliminal image that you mentioned, but I actually want to say that I, I do respect you for not showing it in its entirety. And for somebody, if they have to go find it themselves, I do understand why you did that. Because at the end of the day, that is something that is influencing that, like a revolutionary mindset. You know, because yes. people, because people are pissed, right? Yep. And so, um, hang on, I just lost you there. Let me bring you back. There you are. Sorry about that. You hear me? I can now. Yes. Yeah. I was just saying that, that people are pissed and, uh, they're definitely exploiting that because every, think about every empire in history, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, with France or Greece, all these revolutions that just usher in a new totalitarian dictatorial worse or something worse than the last you know and yeah. that's actually all the justification air quotes that they actually need 
on that other side, the left, whatever you want to call it, some sort of regime in order to succeed, right? Yep. So it's all orchestrated from both sides at the end of the day, like I've always said, right? Yeah, in fact, I'm going to bring up a newspaper article talking about exactly, that talks about uh, exactly that subject where the Canadian military used propaganda during the pandemic on the Canadian people. And here it is here from the Ottawa Citizen. Military leaders saw pandemic as a unique opportunity to test propaganda techniques on Canadians, Forces Report says. And there it is. We've reported on this before, but of course it's relevant tonight, so we bring it back up. And uh, for those of you who maybe are not familiar with uh, Marcus Ray and what Matt was referring to, Marcus Ray was a guy who was involved in trying to develop a plan that um, was, again, exposed uh, just over a year ago uh, to try to convince people to go and take actions against the Canadian government um, during, you know, I think an even more emotional time for people. Uh, we were sort of just coming out of lockdowns and people's emotions were running high at the time. I think they were trying to exploit that. And then we, we showed that there was this plan that was laid out in the Marcus Ray plan that was shared with people out in Western Canada, uh, which basically mirrors the plan that is being, well, that was discussed or developed with the people who are in with this non-voy uh, right now, where it was like, Surround buildings, arrest politicians, hold court, have executions, um, all these kinds of ideas and thoughts, uh, all of it stemming sort of from the common law sovereign citizenry uh, movements. And I hope I'm not confusing people too much, but I'll throw it back over to Matt to kind of pick up the conversation from that point. Yeah, so I mean... Um with regards to the military here yes like i mean they did they did use um the i have seen this article before um and yeah i mean it, it it's just you're constantly blinded by warfare but in a way that you don't even really realize not even just with the subliminal messaging but just the emotions that we're all uh, sort of pinpointed to and um the very kinds of things that we sometimes follow, um, you know, certain certain people. Um, it's almost like the way I look at it is there's there's a psyop for everybody, I guess. You know, any kind of personality type, what your biases are, that sort of a thing, yeah. in order to kind of reel you in. And so, in order to just kind of dial back, you know, a little bit with the new age, is that there is some similarities to that. And QAnon, but it's like, you know, trust your plan, trust the plan, Donald Trump, or like trust the plan, the Galactic Federation is like, one just sounds maybe a little more wacky than the other, but it's like, you know, it's still the same, same kind of poison to place any sort of extreme belief idea person on a pedestal. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't want to really spend a whole lot more time on this non-voy thing tonight. We've covered it uh, very extensively, and they're kind of, I think, stalled over there, and I don't know where it's going to go. I'm, I'm at the point now where it's like we don't want to give it too much more attention. I don't think it deserves too much more attention, uh, especially given that uh, there were people who originally wanted to kind of get violent with things. So I'm just going to kind of try and steer away from it. But um, 
you know, it, it does deserve mentioning here because it's it's my sincere, honest belief, and I think I've laid out a strong argument here over the last few days that a lot of these people are being manipulated um, with information warfare, a psyop, through things like, I think, QAnon and the yeah. Galactic Federation. And I'll throw it back over to you to get a, an assessment on that, Matt. How powerful is this uh, psychological manipulation that these people are being exposed to? Well, if, if I take this from, you know, an occult perspective is that there's duality in everything. So if I was ever hosting a class and I was to say, what does every political narrative need? And I was going to go around the room. Nobody would say a counter narrative. So the thing is, is that's what they always do with absolutely everything. So, um, and if you even think about it to the, you know, the idea of um, Alice Bailey, is actually the same as the, um, you know, the, it's very similar to the force that is, um, you know, doing the sexual indoctrination in schools and stuff like this, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we just have to be weary of what it is we follow and um, take things with a grain of salt and don't hold anyone on a pedestal, whether it's yourself or, or myself. And so this 10-point plan that's laid out by this Alice Bailey, who, yes. um, you know, I guess it kind of ties back in, as you say, to this Galactic Federation thing. Is this, yeah. you know, a, a serious influence over what we're seeing in, in the transformation of our society on, on, on the culture warfare front? Yeah, like, I mean, I, I would say, again, go, going back to, to what I had said, with the indoctrination in schools, we're seeing it, and the whole idea of, tolerance the reason why I, I don't like the way this word is used and implemented is tolerate something um is almost like it, it doesn't mean accept it so there has to be a sort of uncomfortable vibe like you know you have to tolerate you know we, the acceptance and tolerance are words that are thrown around interchangeably and they're two totally different things and you know there has to be a certain point where you don't you know compromise your principles at the cost of tolerating or quote unquote or even falling into the bounds of accepting anything right yeah, and right. Uh, you know at the end of the day too the other thing i just want to say is um with any sort of whether someone be a good person bad person whatever it is they encounter um in the course of their life i don't think anybody reels in anything good or anything bad because the one thing evil actually needs for it to succeed is good mm -hmm. people Evil needs good people for it to flourish. Is, Elaborate is, on that. Explain that. Extrapolate on it for people so they understand what you mean. So for any sort of, take this back to like the USSR, for instance, with um, what's called Operation Trust, is Vladimir Lenin, the head of the Soviet Communist Party, he established um, a front organization that appeared to be anti-Bolshevik, anti-USSR um, um, and basically um, people signed up for this organization um, thinking that they were um, going up against the Reds but the reality is uh, he was controlling the controlling the narrative that's where the the quote comes in the best way to control the opposition is to lead it yourself so 
Um, you just, you know, as a way of actually targeting people and weaponize that. And now you actually see that, but on steroids because of all these multi-layered aspects and organizations and stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, that's what I mean about using good people. Just to tie that to that is not every single person that's a part of certain organizations are necessarily bad people, but are used. And uh, that's what it needs to flourish. The evil needs to flourish as good people. Okay. Any other avenues we need to explore here tonight on this subject? Uh, like, not really, unless you really want to talk about QAnon in the New Age, we can. But it's totally, totally your call. Totally your call. I don't know if you have other things planned on the show tonight. I have, no, well, just a few other news items, really, and then we we're going to do a call-in show. But, um, well, I don't know. Is there... If you can hold my attention, I'm all ears. Uh, if if you can help me understand the, the QAnon craziness out there. Well, I, I mean, um, while QAnon it largely revolves again around trusting the plan, it all revolves around, so the reason why I incorporate Freemasonry and the whole from light to dark thing mm -hmm. into this is um, 33rd degree Freemason, Manly P. Hall, um, he basically said that the darkness and the light are one in the same because throughout the course of initiations, people are led through, led through the lodge with blindfolds. And then by the end of that initiation, it is revealed. So from darkness to light, right? So that's why he compared the darkness and the light as kind of like, um, one in the same. And so with QAnon, you hear a lot of this rhetoric about the light overtaking the darkness and such but the reality is it's all one in the same it's just everything needs a counter narrative like i said right so mm -hmm. yep yeah i have i have come to recognize that and that's partly thank thanks to you for you know refocusing my attention on that I appreciate uh, it. yeah yeah because because of your work so <sighs> 2017, I guess, was around the time when QAnon really kind of took off. And, I would say it was 2016 because I think that was when the elect the fake ele or the election or something. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, sorry. Donald about the Trump word. came down an escalator in that yeah. year, yeah, or before that. Um, <laughs> and and that certainly seems to be attached to the whole Trump phenomenon. Q. Yeah, well, it's, well, it's like also too. If you okay, so, I'm gonna look at so in QAnon, I'm gonna just take the Q aspect of it for a sec, okay? Yeah. And we can look at that as Q level clearance in terms of a military badge. Um, I'm not sure the exact specifications for what Q level clearance means. Um, and then you could go down the avenue of thinking about something called Quetzalcoatl, yeah. which is. Um, basically a Mesoamerican deity that uh, when you break it down, um, the word Quetzalcoatl basically means um, plumed serpent and plumed means like decorative or decorative with feathers. So it's basically almost like saying QAnon is a distraction right there, right? Look at this pretty serpent, look at this pretty thing, right? And serpent represents knowledge, so, you know, but it's really not knowledge, right? At the end of the day, it's just a pretty distraction. I'll tell you these these Q people um, from that community they they are passionate about Trump 
to to the point where I think when he has said I could go out in the street and shoot someone and they would still vote for me, I think that's sort of it. I mean, almost right. Like that's that's where I think that kind of loyalty or sense of loyalty um, comes from is is sort of in the Q movement. Although I do see some erosion of that. I think some of those Q people are pretty uh, pretty open to the idea of an RFK Jr. Um, presidency too but it's the trump thing he's almost like a deity to them yeah no no do tell um and i also don't i also don't really understand the hopium with uh, rfk jr if i'm totally honest with you either um there's a whole lot there but i don't want to make your episode be about rfk jr but uh um you know the other aspect of this too is again uh like um galactic federation if you will and so the kind of cross point between donald trump and the galactic federation being the hopium is the space force right the branch of the military yeah right and and you know people have even um you know made reference that apparently the logo looks something like the star trek enterprise or does yeah so um so that's i guess the sort of crossing point there but i guess the alien or the uh, spiritual metaphysical aspect is just there for a different like a different frame of mind right like your mm-hmm. local yoga teacher or something like that you know what i mean like that a more intuitive mindset i guess i don't i don't know how to put it right but that's where that kind of thing would more or less fall into play um so and you can again just substitute aliens for trump you know, I guess at that point, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, it's, it's, it is, to me, it's bizarre stuff. And when I see people at his rallies with their arms up in the air, the number one pointing into the sky saying, where we go, one, we go all. I'm like, it, it, it has, it's unnerving for me. I'll tell you that it, I find it creepy. Um, yeah. But- well, yeah, no, I mean, I just think, honestly, holding anything on a pedestal is dangerous, right? But, I mean, it is kind of creepy when you're sort of even looking at somebody and saying, you know, they could do things that the average person can't, and I'd still, like, vote for them, or I'd still, you know, follow them. You know, when you've already carried yourself with that mindset, it's yeah. like, you know, um, the whole trust the plan thing is like, oh, no, he's only... He's only pretending he supports the jab, you know, he's only pretending, you know, and it's like that operation warp speed, man, you know, and it's like, you know, you can't like, I'm just saying there's always, there's always an excuse for something, right? There's always an excuse and the retort is never something grounded in logic or like, look at this other thing he did. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So... Oh, man. You know, the thing that scares me the most is that people do send me some Q stuff like almost every day. And then sometimes I see information in there that links back to something else that I I know about in like the real world. And it and it makes sense. And I'm like, well, that's actually that seems to be true, but it's it's bizarre, but it's true. And then I have to check myself to see if I'm losing my mind. Well, I mean, there's probably like a degree of accurate lingo or like dates would match up for like, you know, law changes or whatever it is you're following. Like, I mean, there has to be a there has to be a grain of truth in order to keep a lie going. 
right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, and that's sort of the way the breadcrumbs go, right? Is you know you you always have to dangle, dangle something along the way to just get people to follow. And you know, like you were saying as well in your episodes, some things are, you know, some psyops literally exist for totally vulnerable, fragile people, right? Mm-hmm. And then some actually exist for very gung ho, macho, um, you know, um, do it with your hands, you know, I don't know, like um, a, a very driven attitude, let's say, right? The person that would be the captain of their hockey team or something, right? You know what I mean? Like, you, you so what have you're a saying is the messaging is generally tailored in some way to specific demographics and, you know, personality types or um mind type types even right yeah more elegantly put than i did yes so um yeah that's pretty much the way that sort of thing goes right and um when it comes down to it as well i even noticed like i mean um as well in the metaphysical community and stuff like that a lot of people seem to be very well connected to like you know, the, the Knights of Malta or the UN are the two common grounds I find. And I, I just think that that's really funny considering, you know, like groups like the Asmin and stuff like that actually incorporate a small degree of this ideology into um, some of the things that they post or even talk about, right? Like love and light, if you will, to me is almost like a buzz phrase, right? Like some people yeah. will just say these things harmlessly, right? Some people just use terms like the deep state right or the cabal i don't do that right um i try not to anyway right but i i just try to dissect something for what it is right and know that when i keep hearing repeated words and patterns and stuff like that that maybe there's something to look into or something to probably stay away from right because just saying the cabal is really vague like we're not talking about any organization right yeah yeah listen um i need you to stick around and help me with something yeah. okay. okay i want to um, i want to i want to i want to run this uh clip um we're going to move on from this i guess unless there's anything else you want to add specifically i want to talk about this vladimir putin thing with you um but you uh, if, talk- if you sure. want to talk about vladimir putin sure i don't know how useful i'll be but yeah by all means as useful as me yeah no it's fine there really isn't any anything else you can talk in circles and lose viewers if you want that's no problem just (laughs) we're doing that anyway man we're talking about wacky stuff and and uh, i don't know if anything makes any sense anymore so we might as well get even crazier Uh, let's take a quick break and then when we come back i'll run this clip of uh, vladimir putin um calling the former speaker of the house in canada an idiot (laughs) And then we'll we'll dig into that. So hang on. Here we go. I'll be right back after this or not. Greetings, brave mavericks. Our quest for truth continues. We go beyond fake news. Together we expose propaganda. Together we pull others out of rabbit holes. We are maverick thinkers. We are all unique individuals, individuals, defenders of individual rights and freedoms, credible, trusted, grounded in reality. Maverick News, Maverick News. Defending free speech, free speech, free speech. 
donate at freedomreporters.com. Do it now. Tomorrow may be too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Maverick News. The world is watching. Okay, we're back. And please like, share, subscribe, subscribe, like, share, do all that stuff. It'll help us out. Um, <clears throat> now, at this point, Matt, I guess you're probably, you have to be familiar uh, to, on some level with this scandal out of Parliament where Yaroslav Hunka, the uh, the 98-year-old Nazi, was honored by the and recognized by the House Speaker, Mr. Rota, Um yeah, I'm, I'm not uh, like I'm not intimately familiar with the details, but I'm familiar with the overall scenario of somehow letting a Nazi into parliament, you know, yeah, um, yeah. but also I just want to say just because, you know, the Russia, Ukraine stuff and like, uh, you know, um, can I talk about the National Socialists and use the N-A-Z-I word or are you wanting to? Keep yeah, at this point, I think okay. it's free It's free and open to territory to talk anything Nazi these days. So, uh, yeah, okay. have at it. Okay, cool. Just making sure. But, um, yeah, you know, when it comes down to it, it's almost like, um, you know, during World War II, I mean, we fought with the communists against the Nazis, mm -hmm. but... Then we turn around through Operation Unifier and um, train the Azov Militia, right, which are yep. neo-Nazi organization, right? Yep. So I just think it's interesting because, you know, it doesn't matter what um, ideology somebody um, preaches at surface value. They always have, you know, some kind of intention um, deep down and like looking at any, whether you are part of a political party or an organized religion on like a global or world scale, if you will. Um, you know, a title like Catholic for the Pope is nothing more than a title, you know, um, a title like liberal for Trudeau, even though communists would be more of an accurate label. Those are nothing more than labels. They have true motives, you know. This yeah. communist seems to love working with Nazis, so to speak, right? And I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think Operation Unifier, it started in 2014 or perhaps before that. But I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure um, Christia Freeland was Minister of Foreign Affairs, not the financial minister at the time, which is awfully convenient considering her family background, um, which I'm told is uh, revolves around... Um, yep. Ukraine. Yeah, the uh, I just I just confirmed here looking it up that it started in 2015 at the request of the awesome. Ukrainian government, right? And has yeah. been extended to 2026, and they have over 300 Canadian Armed Forces members now deployed under Operation Unifier training and support roles, as well as aiding in the facilitation of military aid delivery. Yeah, right. and now we're up to about 9.6 billion b -b -b billion dollars of Canadian currency having been injected into that war. Um, there's your tax dollars at work. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, like for myself, the reason why I, you know, my content, I don't really, uh, I might have made reference to it like once or twice, Russia, Ukraine. The mm -hmm. reason why I haven't focused on it 
is because I know that if there's going to be something going on in the background, like Afghanistan or like the Vietnam War or like any of these things that go on for a long period of time that are a waste of dollars and probably 20 psyops at a time you don't know that are going on or like whatever the true motives are, whether it be guns, drugs, etc. That's not uncommon, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. The, you know, the, cor the corruption over there, my God. And then, you know, we've shown on here, Brendan did some work and showed uh, some stuff on the dark web where weapons that were sent over to Ukraine from the West or, you know, end up on uh, uh, for sale on the dark web. Uh, I mean, it's crazy stuff and uh, disgusting, really. Yeah, do uh, do tell. It definitely is. Um, like, I mean, Ukraine is unfortunately probably the most corrupt country in Europe at the surface level anyway. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, also part of why I didn't really focus too much on the crisis in and of itself was that I saw enough footage that showed like, you know, um, body bags ruffling around as if it's like a crisis actor couldn't play a good dead body mm -hmm. and like, you know, cardboard guns and stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not saying people don't die. I'm not saying Russians don't kill Ukrainians or Ukrainians don't kill Russians or anything like that. Right. I'm just saying that there was enough bizarre footage out there that to me, it just seemed like, uh, like I was describing to anon, the snake being the distracting serpent. That's the total is like, that's almost the way I looked at this. There was giant distraction, you know, huge amount of propaganda. I think even really on both sides and on the Ukraine side, they kept getting caught with their propaganda, caught making movies, caught fabricating stories, just, you know, the, the, the supermodel, posing with the gun and it turns out to be a paintball gun you know like she was going to go into battle and it was just total bs you know yeah. the ghost of kiev you know a complete fabrication though that was during the early days of the conflict but it hasn't really stopped i think uh you know there's been less exposure of fake crap that ukraine has been putting out but certainly there was a lot of that in the beginning well, oftentimes during like wars in general, it's not uncommon for one side to create a fictional war hero or something like that in order to inspire morale, patriotism, but, you know, um, and perhaps strike fear into the other side and stuff like that. It's not uncommon, but at the end of the day, um, both sides always have something to gain from it. And if we take this back to World War II, at the end of World War II, which was funded by the, the Swiss because they funded both sides, the Nazis and the Allies. Or rather, I should say the Axis and the Allies, just to put it on in... Uh, proper perspective, yeah. Yeah, proper perspective, yes, thank you. Um, is they ended up, the, the United Nations is what got created in the end anyway. And then look at the very organization that is not only at the tip of Alice Bailey, right, which has the Lucius Trust as part of the UN, you also have, you know, the sustainable agenda and things like this that really are, to put it lightly, disservices to we the people, right, you know, controlling tillage and farmland, stuff like that. You know, once you control the food, you control the people. That all goes back to, like, Stalin and then, you know, even further to, like, Vladimir Lenin, you know. So, yep. um, yeah. It's and isn't it interesting how quickly 
all these things that we've been talking about tonight, which might seem completely unrelated, tie together as soon I know. as you start to analyze the stuff, right? I know. It's crazy, right? Because, you know, sometimes it's hard to approach, some, like, let's say somebody's never even heard of the sustainable development goals, right? And you're going to go talk to them. It's almost like, you know, that might be a starting point there, but it's like, where do you even really begin? Because you might just totally scare somebody away if you go like still the galactic federation you know what i mean and it's like you know how do you break it all down for people and i i do my absolute best to try to break down some of these things so that people can actually see you know w what is the bigger picture here of this right you know what i mean like not not every person that's again part of a movement is necessarily a bad person but for a movement to exist it needs people it needs employees volunteers whatever right for it to carry weight so yeah so let's bring up this clip here of uh, vladimir putin he's finally you know chimed in on on this scandal involving the nazi and canadian parliament and uh let's just hear what he has to say uh I, this is a clip of a global you know, it's it's available elsewhere as well, but this one runs longer, so it gives you more thorough context. Because the fact that everyone applauded this in Parliament is absolutely disgusting. Says especially the president of Ukraine, who has Jewish blood in his veins, who is this thing is blocking the stuff in the bottom. Can you see it on the screen there? No, it's blocked. I'm going to try and read this for you. It says is, who is Jewish, Jewish roots. Stand yeah. there and applauds a Nazi. Right. I'll let you pick it up there. There it is. It says especially yeah, applauds a Nazi. So the next thing that comes up not just to some belated follower of Nazi ideology, but, but who killed Jewish people with his own hands. Mm -hmm. It was him who personally killed Jews, he says. If the Canadian Parliament speaker says the Canadian Ukrainian or Ukrainian Canadian Nazi fought against Russians during World War II. He cannot but understand that he fought on Hitler's side, not on the side of his motherland, Canada. Or or was a fascist collaborationist. In any case, he was fighting on the side of the Nazi troops. Let's say he does not know that. In no way do I want to hurt the feelings of the people of Canada. Despite everything, we treat Canada with respect, especially its people. But if he does not know that during World War II, it was Hitler and his minions who fought against Russians, then he's an idiot. <laughs> that means he did not study in school, has no elementary knowledge. 
But if he knows that this person fought on Hitler's side and calls him a hero of Ukraine and a hero of Canada, then he's a bastard. <laughs> it's one way or another. Okay. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you start <laughs> on that one. Go ahead. I'm going to start off by saying it's an interesting script for one thing, and for two, um, I, I just don't, I just don't take what's on TV too seriously. But um, it, it all just seems like um, he, he's taken an opportunity to take a stab at Trudeau, like many world leaders have, which is, you know, and rightfully so in this particular case, with yes, very yeah. extreme, right? Like, no shit, yeah. but. You know, it, it's just kind of funny um, just looking at it because, you know, Vladimir Putin tends to um, take other, you know, controversial stances himself. Like, I think I remember in 2017, he said um, he said that um, Tatars and Jews, basically, or he said that, um, excuse me, it was U uh, Ukrainian um, Jews. Joe Butler says this thing with Putin. I guess I missed it, man. But I've been like doing all the thousand. He says this was ten days ago. Is that when Putin said this? I'm not sure when Putin uh, said any of that. You know, you, you asked me to be here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought it was pretty. Fr I missed if he was ten days ago. I stand corrected. Right. Well, I mean, it is um, like totally fair for him to of course say no, it's, it's fresh I've, i'm just looking up other stories here it's it's fresh it's within the last like 24 hours i thought okay. so okay anyway go ahead yeah no well i was just saying that i mean uh putin himself has had a history of making uh controversial remarks like he said that um uh, you he basically said that ukrainians jews and tatars uh living in russia are not real russians at one point in 2017, I think it was. And it's just kind of like, you know, it, it's hypocritical, but that's exactly, you know, just what world leaders do, right? Is just take stabs at each other when they can for publicity. You know, the world is a stage, right? Yeah. At the end of the day. And like I said, probably both Russia and Ukraine, right? they also share a border, right? Have things to gain from one another too in the end of this war or throughout the con, throughout the, uh, um, actions of this war and events, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I think the whole Nazi thing in general, whether we're looking at just far-right ideology in general, um, or we're looking at, um, like, the groups that the Canadian military helped train under Operation Unifier and stuff like that, yeah. is um, that's just one piece of a puzzle of many things all acting as fuel balances and counterbalances right you can throw the galactic federation in there throw QAnon in there um throw what you described as common law sovereign citizen ideology in there right is like you know um it's just something else to add to the blender is all i'm saying on the world stage yeah, well, it's certainly in a blender right now, spinning around and around and around. And when I'm looking at the way this story is being covered, if you look at, you know, you could open up tonight 
ABC, NBC, CBS, CBC, CTV, CNN, blah, 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 here in the West, and you're not really seeing too much about it. More, you know, certainly more in Canada than, uh, you know, I think there was there were, was a story related to the Nazi thing on one website that I saw tonight, news website in Canada. Nothing on the U.S. side, but boy, if you go online and you start looking what's being published in other sort of, I guess, other countries that are pro-Russian, it's like heavy-duty coverage of this, of course, right? So depends on someone's perspective. And uh, I don't know. We we're, we live right here in the thick of it. We're in we're in Canada. We're Canadians. Um, I, let me just ask you this first, Matt. As a Canadian, how does this make you feel? How does what the whole scenario we're in? Yeah, this this whole thing, this this scandal, the whole damn thing. How how does it make you feel as a Canadian? You're just specifically asking about this scandal, nothing else. Yeah, just this. Yeah, okay. This. I mean, I, I mean, to me, it, it doesn't it doesn't per se worry me. It doesn't per se doesn't make me excited. <laughs> you know, yeah. it doesn't make me excited. It doesn't worry me, right? But it does just make me think it's just extra fuel to the fire in terms of um, national socialist ideology, if you will, and perhaps even a certain a certain small group of people even accepting that to a to a certain uh, to a certain extent. And Sorry, I'm not sure if I follow you. It's more people accepting what, like national socialist ideology in Canada. There are more people accepting it because the scandal has been is having attention focused. I'm not sure I follow. Um, let, let me just totally backtrack entirely. Yeah, because you lost me. So I'm yeah. totally, totally disregard that I said that. Just strike that from the record. You know, just, just God. Okay. Bzz, okay. 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 So, done. Erase. Cool. All right. So um, I just think that this adds more fuel to the fire, actually, this this event in general, not speaking about my personal feelings. Right. right? It. Yep. it adds more fuel to the fire. Yes. Yeah. It's something like how, how the hell does our parliament allow this to literally enter? Yeah. Right? Like how, how do how do they allow this to happen? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And other, you know, people can, you know, par parliament has security. Like, of course, it should. Right. So, but it's like, how could they let something like that slip by? You know what I mean? And the reality is ideology is convenient for anybody um, at any given time. And when I say ideology is convenient for anybody at any given time, yeah. is that Operation Unifier, um, you know, Canada has not been, a, they, were, they didn't fight alongside the Axis, right? Yeah. So, for... Um, Operation Unifier was kept under wraps at the time it was going on. I'm not sure when it became public exactly. Um, I found out about it sometime like around uh, the truck convoy of 2022, something like that. Right. Um, so I'm not sure when it became public information, but um, basically like when it comes down to it, ideology serves only a certain purpose at the surface level. Um, like, communism, national socialism or whatever, only to serve um, a greater purpose. And like the war basically in and of itself, like I said, was just an excuse to establish the UN as far as I'm concerned, right? Yeah. So, um, 
See, I, yeah. I find I find the whole thing incredibly embarrassing. Yeah, uh, it, it makes me feel sick to my stomach. Um, it, I do worry about it because I worry about what this what impact this might have on the future of our country. In insofar as is it going to destroy our system of government, tear everything down? And and as you say, because it's adding fuel to the fire, I see that it, it can inflame friction between different groups and get people fighting more, which I don't think helps get us to a place of peace, gets us to a place of fighting, which doesn't necessarily solve a problem. Canada is very multi-layered with its issues too, right? Like you have the First Nations issues in this Métis bill, which I am I'm not going to speak on because I don't know really anything mm -hmm. about it. But I'm I'm just saying that there is all these um, layers on top of each other, right? And the Nazi in Parliament is uh, just you know another um, another jab, so to speak. Right. Yes. Yes. It's just, another, it's just another thing to enrage people because people already like nobody likes Trudeau. Even people on the left, you know, a lot of people even on the left don't like them. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's just something else, and he's naturally going to be the one, I guess, that is him, or you know, the the liberals and conservatives will just shift blame back and forth between like who um, who let this person in. After World War II, Canada did bring about 70,000 Ukrainians to Canada. And then, you know, uh, a bunch of those um, were war veterans, intellectuals, professionals, uh, farmers. Uh, I, I don't recall the exact number off, off the top of my head, uh, how many were actual soldiers. But... Um, you know, thousands, okay, were, were brought to Canada. Um, how many are still alive today out of that? That was 78 years ago. Hookah is 98. I don't know how, I, I don't know how many are still alive today. Uh, he's, he's still in, in obviously pretty good shape. He, um, he's lucid. He, I think, can still. I think he can still get up and even walk around. You saw he was spry enough to be in in Parliament. Mm -hmm. So you know, if if a trial is warranted, he certainly, I think, is uh, in good enough shape to, to 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 stand trial of some kind. You know, but when I look back at, at history, I don't want to be the guy to judge. I don't want to be the guy to have to to pass judgment on that because I know the Canadian government um, when they brought these folks over they they were supposed to vet them the Duchesne Commission looked at this stuff uh, there was a determination that um, you know d d d some of these allegations like Putin just said oh he killed Jews with his own hand well how do you know that like this guy deserve like whatever happens Every human being, every person accused of a crime is entitled to due process. And, and you're, you're entitled to, have, to, to, to face your accuser in a court of law, have the evidence presented, 
and and if they can prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that you've done something wrong then yeah you 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 face you face the penalty right i don't know how can i possibly know and he's he's been here all this time i i'm not making excuses for anyone i'm just saying there's a process and yeah, sorry, were you gonna say a little more? Well, I just don't wanna I just don't wanna join a mob mentality just because it's top of mind in media at the moment, and then go around starting to lynch anybody that we think is a Nazi for crimes that they may or may not have committed, which I don't know. And just because it's like uh, there's a media frenzy on right now, I don't wanna I, I won't subst I won't participate in that. I'm like okay, uh, you've got this guy and did he slip through the system? Did he hide? Uh, honestly, like, honestly the, the way I look at it is uh, you can't look at this as incompetence with all of the trained personnel that there are around. Like, right. And also the amount of people that are doing background checks on people, mm -hmm. right? Whether they be in some kind of shadow cabinet or whatever, uh, or it be, you know, somebody who just works in parliament. There's, there's enough ways to find a, a background check and it's not hard to, you know, yeah. Google the guy's name, which I... I can't remember offhand. It doesn't really matter, but yeah. the, 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 point, the point that I'm really like getting at here is just that to me, it just, the reason why it just feels like they allowed it to happen straight up for an outrage is just because there's Seems, no way you could just let that happen with everything that goes on in a parliament building. And the thing is like, yeah, I, I, I have to kind of agree with you. The question is, why do they want this? If, if that, if this was intentional, you have to really, it really makes you try and wrap your head around this one, right? It's like, if they knew, like, if, if they know, if they knew that this was, was a real Nazi, and even if they tried to cloak it, like, there's, if they knew, there's no way they could be sitting there thinking, Everyone is going to be happy with this. This is not an issue because it immediately blows up. It's it's um, it turns into a giant scandal. And and we like we also I also don't know what his specific role was, right? Because some people, like for instance, um, George Soros, you know, claimed a lot of property and assets from. Jewish people that were taken on trains, yeah. uh, right? And, um, you know, and he claims, you know, just because he didn't, you know, dirty his hands, so to speak, um, it doesn't mean, to me, it, it of course doesn't mean anything, right? And Nazis have always been, you know, a subject of hate, you know, for, you know, very good reason. Yeah. But, you know, again, it's only, it's only one, one piece of the puzzle too, because, you know, even though, we fought with the USSR. Um, you know, I can't exactly say thrilling things about Vladimir Lenin either, right? Mm -hmm. um, or any of the things that they did to their citizens, right? Um, uh, to the or to any USSR bloc countries, really, right? I can't, you know, condone any of that, right? But um, again, like I said, war. There's a whole lot, there's a whole lot of anger on the Ukrainian side over the past as well because of things that happened in that country. And so, you know, if, if we want to go down that path, we can start digging up all kinds of uh, uh, issues from the past that will yeah. just throw gasoline on a fire and we can, we can 
fight over it all again if you know if people want to do that and i'm i'm not saying we need to just bury the past we, we need to learn from it for sure but man i don't know we, we are at war right now so it seems like this is this is digging up the past and then using it to you know really amplify the uh the war yeah because i mean like there are um there are real there are real criminals in high places so to speak right and this old man, so to speak, even if he's spry and fit for trial, um, I in no way, again, have no way, like, there's probably a way of knowing what it is he might have done. Right? I guess his, his right. diary is out there, so there is there is that. Right, uh, but it's a personal experience, too. Like, sometimes we also see things with our eye. Like, I mean, I, you still have to view anything with a grain of salt and view it from the perspective of, this is what I'm seeing and how I interpret what I'm seeing when it's written down you know what i mean yeah because you and i can see the see see the same thing with our own two eyes but come to two very different conclusions and have very different thoughts right yeah so um but like i mean world war when i say world war ii was a clusterfuck like i mean um there are several things that followed um there are several things that followed with it like paperclip which led into mk ultra as you um as you i think you had an episode on mk ultra um as, as far as i remember and um you know th there's just a lot of um a lot of dark buried stuff like even the sunder commando unit of the nazis you know which were on um, jewish people that were literally fighting on behalf of the nazis it's kind of weird you'll have to look up the sunder commando unit yourself yeah i mean the problem with war is that yeah. people are killed and that's what it that's what happens in war and that's an atrocity regardless in my opinion and you have people on both sides regardless of anywhere you look at in history and i think you're going to find probably war crimes on each side in any conflict and you know the winning side gets to write the history right so yeah, yeah uh, like i mean they might you know um write the textbooks i guess but i mean i've never read about world war ii in a german school right i've never been mm -hmm. to a german school and i don't know that like i mean i'm sure you know people acknowledge you know what nazis have done type of a thing but i have no well, idea you know just as an example okay canadians and i'm sorry canada but i have to um point this out all right our air force carpet bombed germany yeah dresden carpet bombed it killing civilians it's a fact it's a it's a known fact yeah. killing civilians on purpose to demoralize the enemy during world war ii cbc actually did a documentary that i believe was it was actually pulled because it was so embarrassing for the country on that side so canadians committed an atrocity like that but the people who did it i don't think they were ever um i don't think there was ever justice for that it, it was just, again, swept under the rug because it was so horrific that Canadians don't want to hear about it. But it's truth. So yeah, and it was, we, we have swept things up, even like the Japanese internment camps we had. Um, that's right. And too, right? Like, I mean, we suppress all the shit that we have done, right, so to speak. But again, you said the victors write the war, so to speak. But, mm -hmm. you know, the thing is, is when I, when I say we never truly won World War II, 
what I mean is that ideology of national socialist and all these black ops operations and stuff like that still continued, right? Mm-hmm. And probably even still can and do uh, sorry do still continue to this day, right? But you know, again, it's it's one one corner. I I do I do think that you know communism and fascism on its extremes are just as dangerous as one another. Right. I, th- I very much so, you know, just subtle differences between to, in my view, my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And this is a problem. And, you know, I think that and I even made reference to this last night. You know, if you look back at history and what happened after World War Two, I don't think the war ever actually quite ended. I mean, the kinetic yeah. war ended. But then I think that, you know, what was left of Nazi Germany was absorbed into a, a number of countries and a lot of that has has been sucked up into this globalist hybrid new global globalist neo fascist communo fascistic thing yeah. right you, you and, see it manifest again in terms of like black ops crap or different ideologies and you know groups like the soldiers of odin and stuff like that even you know what i mean and, yeah. it's and such so you do see that mentality um continue right but then again on the flip side with you know social justice warriors right so to speak for lack of better words right and also too just another thing i just want to interject and say is that terms always change their meaning every 10 20 30 40 50 years like what social justice warrior might have meant in the 60s is very different than now Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so um but going out to that we'll say far left um perspective you know heavily indoctrinated into the marxist ideology and perhaps um, heavily indoctrinated into like race, religious, politics, something like this. Or mm-hmm. um, that, to me, is um, again just as dangerous as um, a fascistic mindset. You know, uh, whether it's a small totalitarian force or a large force that wants you to subscribe to this equality, which actually. You know, you and I know when reading a UN document or or just any company document, whatever is like equality um, really actually means division. Right. And it's always the it's always the flip when it comes down to reading any UN document. It's always the law of reversal you apply. Right. Yeah, we're certainly living through that now. Yeah. And speaking of law of reversal, that's an Aleister Crowley thing, by the way. (laughs) Uh, all goes all back full circle now to the new age, but I'm not going to take you back there. I don't want you to lose too many subscribers and viewers. So. That's okay. You know, your reference to, you know, just sort of adding fuel to the fire mm-hmm. um, and, and the negative repercussions from this, this is the, the concern that I have with what I've been watching. All the media frenzy focused on this Nazi, all the dead Nazis who are no longer here, which we're making a you know a really big deal out of, which, you know, okay, you want to focus on the history, that's cool, um, to a degree. When I say to a degree, my concern here is this. I've seen an unintended consequence from all of this in that I know that we do have an additional problem, a real modern problem, with the rise of what I would say is, you know, a fascistic political movement and it's it's emerging and becoming more prominent in the country it is an issue it's a problem i'm seeing it it's sort of hidden it's cloaked right within our society and as i see it rising and seeing it 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 grows as a cancer um 
some of the people involved in that are actually using this media coverage of the old Nazis as sort of like a a a, a, a shield or a, a way to cloak themselves. Uh, and they're saying, well, see, it's not me. I'm not a Nazi. Even though, you know, you think, uh, obviously, I'm not the Nazi. Trudeau's the Nazi. So they're using it to disguise, like, not disguise themselves, but just hide they're hiding behind it saying oh no it's over there look at those nazis which may very well be true but now you're not even paying any attention to the nazis over here so i'm like well which nazis do we really want to be more worried about the ones who are all mostly all dead or the new ones over here that people don't even recognize maybe we should be focused on the the new problem that's emerging to nip it in the bud um it's almost well for one thing i just think uh, the thing that's humorous about this is you adopt one ideology right and point toward it and say look over there it's that ideology you know national socialist or whatever it's just it's just kind of funny because you're literally adopting the same ideology that you're villainizing at the same time yeah so, um but the other thing was oh boy i think i lost my train of thought that's that's no good well, that's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll comment on it this way, too. You know, the other problem is that if we f focus a lot on these dead Nazis, that's a problem that will always be there. You can't fix that because that's all from back then. And you can keep digging it up and say, look what they did on this date, you know, and look at what these Nazis did on Tuesday of uh, 1944 in November. And and then on Wednesday, they did this. And you can just keep going on and on and on about it. And I think that's, you, can really you know, that's, e that's easy, low-hanging fruit, baby, once you get going. With, with any party in war or any country or any group or militia, you can villainize anything in war, right? And you can weaponize that in, for future propaganda, right? right? Which is exactly what these people are doing have done and um to some to some extent is pre-planned right yeah. so um you know again it's just interesting too because you, you can hide under the guise of anything really but you can hide under the guise of love and light and you know not accepting negativity and that kind of a thing but really just use that as an excuse to silence people you know when they ask a real question and go sorry we don't want to bring that negative energy here you know then it's just like you know um anything can be weaponized almost yeah, is yeah, more or less uh what i'm getting at there so uh and you see in, so i mean you're a canadian i'm a canadian i was out you know at a mcdonald's today meeting some other canadians and i didn't you know i don't I don't hang out with the, I don't really, I don't see people, you know, doing the Nazi salute. I don't see any Nazi symbols day to day as I'm out in my travels. I don't run into people who talk like Nazis. I don't, I don't get that, but I do, I know there are some of it, there's some of it out there, but I don't see it like generally in Canada. That's not what I get from Canadians. No, and like we don't live in Spain, which did have a civil war, by the way, between two parties, one that was um, supported by the Nazis and then the Republic, which wasn't. And the side Franco, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Franco's side won, so to speak, right? 
So in, uh, I don't know about today because I don't live in Spain, but I do know that certain elements of that ideology at least was for a time accepted. Right. But, um, at least in Canada, no, openly, you don't see people doing salutes uh, like the Heil Hitler type of a thing. But the, uh, the thing, though, is um, if you just tweak something just slightly, right, if you if you take the same ideology, but change the symbols and change the movements a little bit, not many people are going to notice. You know, people are not always the most perceptive when it comes to these things, unfortunately. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, like I said, you can uh, have something ever so sinister disguised under the guise of light. You know, once again, the. 33rd degree Freemason, Manly P. Hall said the darkness and the light are one and the same. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and yeah. I just, uh, I weep for Canada. This is, this is a terrible thing that has happened. I, I, I lay this right at the, uh, the feet of Justin Trudeau again. He should have come out to apologize immediately. He should have accepted the blame himself. Uh, he should be shouldering this horrific embarrassment for Canada, for the Canadian people, because it is his responsibility. I don't well, I, think this. I don't think this re is reflective at all of the, the 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 Canadian population in general. I think that we do have an issue to some degree with with the rising tide of, of anti-Semitism and some fascism. Um, uh, how does that how does that compare to other countries though you if you go and look at other countries around the world the united states european countries you'll find these same problems in all of these countries to one degree or another some a lot more some a little less uh you, you probably find even more of it down in the u.s honestly yeah like i mean um it, it depends where you go like you're saying but one thing i just want to say just in particular just in terms of controlling the narrative and steering people's emotions and that kind of a thing, just in that wavelength, um, when it comes down to media outlets, right? Um, when you take an organization like um, Benai Brith, right? Yeah. Benai Brith and the Anti-Defamation League, right? Um, which tend to, you know, lean toward the left, so to speak, pander toward the left, so to speak, in, in terms of their face values. Um, they work quite quite closely with the anti-hate network mm -hmm. and the anti-hate network um have people that sit on boards of different like paramilitary organizations policing stuff like that right so the yeah. same people that you know um accuse you of having white privilege are the same people that are labeling you a domestic terrorist right yeah. Yeah. so i don't think that that is fair on one side of the equation but now looking at the other part of benign because i just explored anti-hate the other half of it, right, is um, Rebel News, right? As yep. Ezra is quite close with the head of Benai Brith. So what I'm saying is Rebel News and Anti-Hate Canada both make just as much profit and gain from drag queen story time events as each other, right? Mm. Just because one might seem to oppose the narrative, it's not always as it appears at face value because as they oppose the narrative and provide the coverage they sell the ad time around that and get the donations to fight it just like the other side is making money promoting it yes big, big time exactly right and then um, you have other elements again in between going back to the whole nazi thing and stuff like that right you have so many other 
little tiny elements in between because you always want to attract or push people away. And I say this yeah. because some specific groups, I would say, actually want to create that kind of friction and tension, right? Yeah. And some groups at face value, you know, um, they are more the weekend warrior types, if you will, right? Yeah. Um, so is there anything you want to add to that or anything? Um, well, I just think that it's interesting that the point that you brought up about, you know, two sides sort of being the same. And I, I think to like uh, Orwell and 1984 and, uh, you know, Eurasia and Oceania and uh, um, East Asia, you know, and, and it's it's like these countries need to have they need to invent an enemy almost right to justify their existence. So they need yes. to have each other to fight with in order to get what they really want, which is control. Yes, ultimately, right? And so ultimately, as you say that, I'm going to take this a step further. And there was a speech that Ronald Reagan actually gave in the 80s where he um, mentioned um, that a universal threat from outside of the earth would unify us right mm -hmm. and make us forget all of our existing problems right and so um that's where you know a lot of people you know talk about project blue beam holograms whatever but you know at the end of the day we have to um use our eyes but only to a point right and not jump to conclusions with what we see right so for instance with all these different um projects whether it be space force nasa or the cia or something just like post world war ii or whatever is um we always have to take into a grain of salt as to like what kind of technology could really be out there and what we're seeing right like just because you see a circular craft you know is that an alien or is that a drone or you know yeah. um just don't get too excited when you see something or think you see something is all i'm saying and just mm -hmm. try try with the discretion i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah you know, and, you know, to be fair here, I understand the, I understand the narrative or the, you know, the reports that, you know, are being distributed where, or the perspective, let me, let me use that. I understand the perspective that this just proves that Canada is a Nazi nation because you've got a Nazi in, in parliament and they all stand up and applaud so which that just shows that they all had to know therefore they actually did like the guy they they think it's a good thing and this just proves it and the fact that all these nazis were brought over to canada after world war ii and they really never prosecuted any of them shows that canada is just a nazi nation and because we're funding the war in Ukraine and supporting Ukraine that just further shows that because there are Nazis in Ukraine and we're doing this, Canada is a Nazi nation. So Canada is now the second coming of Nazi Germany. That's basically what the narrative is, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I am hoping it's not taken to that extent, but that sure seems to be like a possible outlook too. I mean, definitely showing acceptance of that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and again, you know, Operation Unifier doesn't does not help that not right? at all no and it's wrong. like so yeah things like that definitely don't help especially on the world stage with people's perspective right yeah but uh, but it's always about um shaping the image of a nation at a given time and personally 
I think it was an opportunity to raise tension is what I really think, because again, to let that, it's very incompetent to let somebody in like that. Like it's, it's to me, it's like, it's like impossible. You know what I mean? Right. Unless you literally just took, unless your entire parliamentary staff all became from like all the Starbucks around the country that day or mm -hmm. something, you know, then maybe that might be like an exception, but you know, um, you, you really, um, to me, it was again, just something again, just more spark of the fire, right? You have native issues on top of, um, on top of national socialist ideology or that acceptance in terms of the outlook of other nations on us. Um, you know, you got, you got QAnon. I don't know if Queen Romana Dedulo is still relevant. I don't know if she's still kicking around out there, but uh, I had I a heard they got, I heard they got a new queen, but maybe I'm wrong. Oh. I, don't know. I, I had heard something about that. I don't know. I, I just one time heard she was going to be in town, so I questioned her, and, you know, it didn't really go well for her, but it's like, you know, what do you expect, you know? <laughs> um, but her, her crowd was oblivious. I think the, the video was fine, but her crowd was totally oblivious to what was going on, so... Uh, which is, you know, it's, it's unfortunate too, because when somebody promises you so much and have very little to offer or deliver, right. Mm, um, yeah. you know, there's a certain point and, you know, she probably exploits a lot of people who lack self-confidence and that kind of a thing. Cause I, I don't, I don't know how, if like, I've heard totally different stories about her, man. So, uh, I don't know, you know, drive around in a little camper thing. So, yeah, you know, I, I struggle with this, too, Matt, and I don't I don't want to have to be the human being who passes judgment on people after a war because yeah. soldiers go to war to kill people, regardless of the side they are on. And then after the war, it's a very difficult thing for people to um, to come to terms with. How do you end a war? You have to stop the killing. So once a war ends, if one side wins, I've asked this question and I get, you know, a variety of answers from people. What do you do with the soldiers and even the officers on the losing side? And so today I was watching a, a video and I won't even mention the prominent live streamer um, who was being interviewed on a, a different program. You know, the answer from that person was you line them all up, these Nazis, and you shoot them all. You just line them up against the wall, all of them. Because that's what they did, and they're, they're, you know, and I'm like, oh my god, like, so no, after no, World no. War, like, I, I cannot, I can't go with that. I'm sorry. And even now, after you know, I'm looking at this. I'm like, this is way before my time. I wasn't there. I know the history as much as I know the history. I don't, you know, I'm. But what do you do after the war? And I think that as this was being dealt with. Uh, you know, at the end of World War II and Canadian authorities were basically told by the Americans that we were supposed to take these Ukrainian um, people, including well, Ukrainian Nazi soldiers. It's like the Canadian government had to come up with a solution. What do we do with all these people? Do we kill them all? Do we throw them all in jail? Thousands and thousands of them. Do we put them on trial? I was not there. I just, you know, so now here we are, 2023, and we're revisiting this because one of them showed up in Parliament in this stupid, crazy, who the hell knows how this happened incident, 
and and we're and now we want to go and hunt down every Nazi in in Canada that you're every I don't know like where does this start where does it end here we go again and it's painful well it's like to me um all wars are corporate wars or serve a bigger purpose it's not about one side having victory over the other mm -hmm. so to speak right because again even though you know at face value you know we supposedly won this war right the casualty amount for the allies was much higher and i think we even killed more civilians as as a total not even just what you had um yeah. brought up earlier and um again the end of it you know, the the united nations is created which had majority allied people creating it and that's the very same organization that is imposing a lot of the crap that we are facing today yeah. such as you know with the, the schools and stuff like that and that kind of indoctrination pronouns and crap and other things like the UN sustainable development agenda, you know, claiming our farms and pillage, you know, stuff like that. Right. So, um, that's kind of, we got to If we're actually going to fairly judge any sort of war or let alone person in a war, we have to first understand the war and comprehend it and its nature and its purpose. And these courts are not willing to do that with due respect, right. To that extent, Right. But looking at it from a perspective of this person fought for the opposite side. Right. I don't know what it is he specifically did. Right. And also, too, in some nations, you know, that kind of ideology was more um, respected. And depending on who you ask, some people might say in terms of like Soviet nations, some people might say the Nazis treated us better. The Soviets treated us better. Both tried to kill us. You know, I've heard all of the above. From yep. people who lived in Slavic nations, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm in against before my time, let alone before yours, with due respect. Yep. So, like, um, you know, I'm not in a place to judge any specific individual, um, depending on what it is they're doing. If he served a bigger purpose in that bigger picture than I'm talking about, yeah, absolutely. But how far do our courts really take these things? Because they serve just as much of a purpose as the. Um, educational institutions and giving us a certain element of history or knowing or perspective, you know what I mean? They shape a perspective as well, right? And I mean, in this case, yeah. in this country, you know, Nazis are evil, right? You have the Nazis and then you have the allies, right? And things are not that simple, right? That's in very true. That's absolutely true, Matt. And, you know, here's the other reason I struggle with this, all right? <clears throat> um, as I watch this media frenzy take place internationally and Canada is being portrayed in a completely different light than we would like. Um, I personally, over the years, not recently, but uh, I've met and spoken to uh, Ukrainians who survived, uh, you know, times during the Soviet era, World War II, and I, I have stories from people who just in conversation told me things that happened that are not very favorable on the other side. And I've got stories, firsthand accounts given to me personally. Um, and, you know, <laughs> like I said, if we want truth, I can share that stuff, too. I don't think some people want to go there, but I know what the truth is there too. And it's because 
of ongoing conflict wars over generation generation up uh, you know leading up to world war ii through world war ii and now we're into post-world war ii and and a new era now like there's there's there are horrors all the way around man and you want to keep digging this stuff up because that's what's going to happen here if we keep going down this road you're going to start to get the stuff on the other side come out too as the other side starts to fight back because unfortunately when you start to dehumanize people or simplify a narrative like this it does add fuel to the fire then people start to get um how can i you start getting cliches you start to get prejudice against in this case it would be ukrainian people in general now it's going to turn into every ukrainian is a damn nazi that's very, very dangerous territory to go down because that then pushes people on that side into more of an extreme. Now you are creating an enemy. You're making those people your enemy. And no. that's a very dangerous thing. And I see it already beginning to manifest itself. No, and especially when it's one one side versus the other in any particular debate or argument, yep. whatever is something is always um, blown up heavily out of proportion and it's not meant to it's not meant to um, actually expand people's mind in knowing the truth it's yeah. just about knowing some of the horrific things here and there right yeah. and you know for instance in war civilians get killed by both sides all the time yeah. and there's anybody like I mean I don't have a problem with guns in and of themselves right but anybody who is in war holding a firearm right and um you know I've not, I've not been in that situation but you have different kinds of people that you're dealing with some might pressure you to kill civilians some might not right you get different kinds of people right yeah. so um it's not my position to really judge anybody in any case like that but again nobody wants to um exp when i say explore the actual like the you shouldn't have to say the real truth. I hate I hate that. But in order to really explore um, the truth, you have to look at the bigger purpose and what was the what was the real intention for something to begin with, right? Because all of these little things that are happening are nothing more than little things just to create um, create tension, right? Like like I said, Rebel News and Anti Hate Canada profit off of the same media stories just as much right um regardless of what side anybody agrees with so um yeah that's just kind of where i'm going with that yeah somebody's saying is this true billy bishop is my dad he was an air force fighter pot he's what do you mean he's your dad i'm just somebody messaging me here right now billy i don't know who billy billy bishop, uh, billy bishop was a canadian pilot okay uh here canadian hero um is what he was uh let me just is that that can't be yeah my grandfather fought another world war one or two not sure i have to look that up <laughs> yeah i have to look that up but was billy i'm just conversing with this person it was billy bishop like your grandfather your great grandfather billy bishop would have been in world war one right so and i i don't know i'll just I don't know. Take anyway some... just okay. a message coming in I'll just, 
the only little sidebar thing I'll say in relation to that, not about Billy Bishop, but about World War One, is that that was the justification to create the League of Nations, and World War Two was the justification to create the UN. Yeah. But the other thing, I guess, we're going to go down here, uh, a little sub-rabbit hole, because you were talking about how um, certain groups, they become, uh, they become targets, and then they uh, become totally oversimplified or very misconstrued as to what they are. And then people uh, come to all these um, assumptions and stuff like that. Like, look at all of these Nazis or look at all of these anti-maskers or whatever, right? Like, people just come to these conclusions. So, have you ever heard of the Havara Agreement, Rick? I'm not sure. I don't think so. The Havara no. Agreement? So, this happened um, sometime. I think it was just after. So, it was World War II started in '39. So I think it was um, the Havara agreement was there was an agreement between um, Hitler and whoever was in power, the Shah of Iran at the time. Mm -hmm. And what he was doing prior to because, you know, we understand uh, what a concentration camp is. Right. But it wasn't concentration camps were not erected overnight. Right. Mm -hmm. So what happened was the initial image was the deport jews rather than execute or work them to death or whatever right yeah. and it wasn't until later that you know propaganda like you know they'll, they'll make you sick very similar to a lot of the COVID propaganda um uh used at that point and there was even uh, a health pass but anyway what i'm getting at is that the agreement between the shah of iran and hitler was that so israel wasn't a country until 1948 but Sending people to the landmass of Israel and Palestine, sending Jews, excuse me, there. And in exchange, what would happen is there were a lot of German goods and stuff like that in what we now know as Israel today. And therefore, that was bolstering um, Germany's economy. And um, they were trading books with the Shah of Iran because there's a lot of historical overlaps between Iran and Germany, supposedly. So um so that was kind of like the the basis of the agreement there but i just think it's interesting because the initial thing was off like i don't know how it all started off i don't i don't know if it was offering a better lifestyle or if it was deport these guys now like i don't know because i wasn't there right and i don't have a timeline of the propaganda in front of me or whatever was spoken but i'm just saying that initially they were brought to israel right and then uh, that was a big part of Germany's economy and a big part toward later on in 1948 uh, when Israel actually became uh, a nation. So some of these things that happened, little tiny, we'll say chess moves, if you will, um, serve a bigger picture in the future, too. So sometimes it's good to keep note of these small things, but not necessarily keep note of every atrocity of, you know, um, who killed who in what grotesque way or, you know, like we can, we can dive on that side on behalf of the allies or the Axis at any point. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah well, Gucci there says, thanks Trudy for telling the world we're Nazis. And that ultimately is the, that's the, the effect that it's had at, at the end. I don't, I don't think Trudeau's on our side. Well, yeah, like, I mean, um, no, he's not. And um, thinking about it, actually, um, his family line, his mother, uh, Margaret Sinclair, 
the Sinclair family goes back to um, this fraternal order called the Rosicrucians. And the Rosicrucians are a theosophical group. What did I tell you about before? The Theosophical Society. Anyway, sorry, I just wanted to throw that one out there. Just now we're going back on that circular rabbit hole toward even close to the New Age. But um, the Theosophical Society is something varying. But I just wanted to show you just that little parallel there to Trudeau, just that his family have a history in terms of the Rosicrucian order. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, as well, I think um, Louis Royal is actually justin trudeau's um cousin i have the link somewhere in one of my videos i think is the one i made about colin ross time ago um you can probably dig up the link in there somewhere but yeah yeah it's just funny yeah. just how things sort of go back full circle and um you know it's almost like it, it feels like at least in the world of politics especially what i told you about trudeau is sometimes they start to feel that people are selected not elected you yeah. know yeah yeah Man, I don't know, Matt. I'm, I'm disheartened, but uh, yeah. Um, <sighs> so well, I, I don't know what the hell to do. Um, well, I just want to share one little small little nugget of knowledge here. But like, you know, to me, um, you know, the word patriotism, patriot, you know, it comes from patriarch, right? Like a parent mm -hmm. figure, and we don't need any sort of parent figure. And don't get me wrong, I'm not for open borders or anything like totally crazy like that, right? I'm just saying that we have to be aware of all, um, you know, these different ideologies and stuff like that and not post anything on any sort of pedestal and always be mindful and check ourselves every time, as especially as we dive down these very strange rabbit holes for sure, right? Because, yeah. you know... Um, next thing you know, like, I mean, all depends on the person too, right? Like, I think certain people are more moldable than us. Actually, let me take that back. Um, there's always something you can do to mold somebody, right? We all have our biases. We all have our behaviors, our outlooks, you know? So there's always something out there for everybody, but it's just to try to be mindful and, um, mm -hmm. not get too paranoid either. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, through this, all of this, I've, I, I, I always try and hope that we can offer balance to give people proper perspective, especially when it comes to something like war. It's never black and white. You can look at the, uh, you know, the Palestinian issue, right? Like that goes back thousands. Of, good luck making black and white out of that. No, exactly. And like, even regardless of one surface ideology or history and how something happened is that things always get hijacked throughout time anyway. Right. So if I was going to say, and I'm just making a blanket statement, I'm not saying this is fact or anything, but let's say a lot of Palestinian militia groups are funded by George Soros. Right. Does that uh, make any sort of claim for Palestine illegitimate? No, right? And again, I, I don't know anything about that issue, so I can't really comment. I'm just making an open-ended open-ended statement, right? It's just kind of like, again, you know, we, we fought with communists in World War II, but then we trained Nazis, you know, after World War II, right? Mm -hmm. So um, there isn't really a clear set of principles or morals that... Um, you know, um, a nation in and of itself or even really a leader stands for, you know, they're just a puppet 
at the end of the day for, you know, another unseen hand, so to speak, different forces at work we could talk about. But, um, you know, um, the world is a stage and people cling to different ideologies and use it and weaponize it at a time that's convenient for them. And I, you know, I, I, I have always looked at war like this too. It's like people, just everyday, everyday people, are manipulated, were used by the people in power. Sometimes even people who appear to be in positions of power are used. Now, I'm not making excuses for anybody on any side. Individuals make individual choices, <clears throat> whether they follow orders that may or may not be um, lawful, ethical, moral. But, you know, I'll give you the, the example of my uncle. He's, okay. he's passed away a few years ago. When I was growing up, I mean, you couldn't meet a bigger racist, at least the way he spoke, because he would talk about Japanese people using every slur under the sun. Right. He, did, he didn't really like them because he grew up during World War II. Our government conditioned him to not like Japanese people because we were at war with Japan. Yeah. And he was fighting Japan. So, you know, um, he wouldn't buy Japanese cars. If anybody was driving a Japanese car, he had bad things to say about that. He just didn't like the Japanese. But, and, but the truth of the matter is, you know, um, and he had like a lot of other prejudicial things that would come out of his mouth. Right. But I, you know, my, some of my relatives just didn't like him because of that. But I always found tolerance for him um, because I saw through it. Even though that stuff was coming out of his mouth, you know, years after the, the, the end of the Second World War, I also saw, you know, sometimes Japanese people would, I saw, uh, you know, a, a Japanese person came to his, his place. <clears throat> he had a, like a, a big workshop where I used to go and work on cars and stuff. And when the Japanese gentleman came, like, got along fine. No big deal. Like, not, not in his heart. He didn't hate that guy. Now, he's conditioned to say all these things, and he does harbor prejudice because he, their government had to create a fighting force of people who are willing to kill the enemy. And the way you do that, any government, is to have is to dehumanize that enemy in the minds of the people that you're sending out there to fight so that they can commit these horrific acts on behalf of their country or their government, right, of the day. Um, so years later, he still carries that around. That, in my view, is, yeah, okay, like, it's distasteful, you, you don't like it, but you have to understand that he's a victim of that conditioning from that time, and he paid a price for us by allowing them to turn him into that, which he was combating all through his life and dealing with it as social standards changed and he became less and less and less accepted within our society and shunned more and more and more and more. And his views on things did change over time. He wouldn't, he wouldn't buy a Volkswagen either. He, call, he, call, he had bad things to say about them. But over time... It, uh, it did change. And when he passed away, 
I hadn't been over to his place in quite a long time, but when we went over there, you know what I you know what I found? Pictures of Volkswagens that he had bought. Yeah. Um, he changed his attitude over time. Yeah, that, that's awesome that he eventually bought uh, bought the Volkswagen parts. By the way, but yeah, he, he was totally he was totally conditioned, right? Yeah. Um, he was in the thick of it, and again, dehumanizing the enemy, right, is is the biggest aspect there, yeah. right? Because he wasn't, you know, they're not going to say, guess what, you know, um, the Americans made sure that they had problems importing and exporting oil. You know what I mean? He put the Japanese in a stranglehold. No, they're not. They're not being fed that. They're being fed. Look at these fucking crazy internment camps the Japanese have. Look at what they're doing to our soldiers. Look at all the war crimes. Look at their flamethrowers. Whatever, right? You know what I mean? That's what he's exposed to. So it's kind of hard to, like, and I, I can't even speak from experience, and neither can you, right? It's just it's hard to untrain that in yourself. But deep down, you know, ultimately, your uncle wasn't a hateful man, right? He was conditioned, and again, he would, again, like you mentioned, he got along fine with the Japanese guy at his place, right? Yeah, so I yeah. think eventually, over time, if he were still around, that could have potentially dissipated, right? Yeah, and you know, the, the, the Second World War, the Nazis, uh, you know, no excuses, obviously, but, um, you know, again, what do you do with all of the 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 german people what do you do with all the german soldiers what do you do with all of that afterward tough decisions had to be made back then and some were held accountable some were put on trial at nuremberg um some you know you know i mean that was a show trial right but like i mean i don't know man like and this is all in the past before i was ever born and here we are still wrestling with it today i i as far as i'm concerned like the way i look at things is if the government or the military or the media or any big unit of industry has some kind of use for you um throughout time then you'll still um be employed for them in some way shape or form which is why i look i look at nuremberg as a joke because many people went on to work for nasa nato and the cia that's right, right. And yep. probably other three-letter organizations as well. Yeah. Um, so um, it's just nothing but but a show trial. So as far as I'm concerned, focusing on the one 98-year-old guy, right? Like, um, it's not even just about the 98-year-old guy. It's about our par. It's about our parliament letting them in. But it's like, why would they do that? Mm-hmm. Again, to trigger that that anger, right? Because then, if you think about what's going on in our nation as a whole, right? There are, yeah. there are people that are not even just dissatisfied with our current government, but dissatisfied with the structure in and of itself, yeah. right? Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, that's just that's just another, um, another poke, you know? It's just another ruffling of the feathers, so to speak, right? And with war, you can always pick it apart time and time again, right? Yeah. So kind of useless you're beating a dead horse well canada canada was severely damaged by this as a country yeah. especially because you know trudeau is responsible in my view yes um, he did not accept responsibility for it himself so he has deflected the responsibility for this onto the canadian people and the canadian just canada in general i think that's disgusting 
he's the guy who should be taking the fall for this, but he's going to let the whole country take it instead, uh, which is another reason he absolutely has to go. Um, in my view, yeah, we have some problems. We need to deal with them. But Canada, the Canadian people, we, we have too much, honestly, diversity to be painting the country with this single brush. And I would say that in this case, the mistake that Canada made back in the 40s when we brought these Ukrainians and these Nazis, Nazi soldiers after the war to Canada, the mistake we made, I'm sorry to say this, but it's we, we, we allowed that to become embedded into the cultural mosaic of Canada as just another tile. And in Canada, we, as a cultural mosaic, instead of the melting pot that they had down in the U.S., as part of our cultural mosaic, we encourage people to keep their culture as a, as a community. And so what's happened is after World War II, the Ukrainian com community, with that Nazi element still in it, was just always allowed to just be there. There was never any effort made to identify that any element of that as a problem, the Nazism or the fascism, that ideology, which was still present in people's minds and their hearts. And because of the horrors that they had experienced during World War II, it was allowed to sit there and fester and be sort of under the radar and even cloaked with new words. You know, the Galicia division was, you know, the, the Waffen, right? That, that was kind of just erased and then just Ukrainian language used so that other Canadians who are not familiar with Ukrainian culture or history because they come from other parts of the world don't really recognize what it is. It's not, it's not, well, that's, they're not Nazis, they're Ukrainians. Um, and they're part of our community and we have to honor like all different cultures and all different communities. They're just the Ukrainian community, just like the, the Serbians, just like the Croatians, just like, like the, the, the French, everybody has their own place, right? Um, it's like the poles that goes on and on and on. And then, you, you, you know, as you're living in this country over those years, that little tile, and it is just a little tile. It doesn't represent the vast majority of Canadians. You have the Ukrainian community, which was one tile within the cultural mosaic. And then a portion of that was Nazi soldiers. So many thousands out of millions in, in the overall population, and there it sits. And Canada just, Canada just let that sit there. I guess hopeful that the people they allowed into the country had been properly vetted, that we didn't allow people in who had committed horrific war crimes. Most I don't know. I was told that the history here was that the Canadian government determined that, the, um, that, that, that particular division that he was in the Canadian government determined a long time ago, we were all told that they, that division with the, that those allegations of war crimes were not, were not uh, really substantiated, could not be proven. And it wasn't clear what any of those individual um, soldiers may or may not have done. 
So I don't know. And then they had the Duchesne Commission in the 80s that looked into all of this. A lot of that stuff remains redacted or hidden, not released to the public. So we don't know all the facts surrounding that. I remember the controversy surrounding all of that. And Canadians were up in arms and people wanted all of the information laid out. But for whatever reason, the Canadian government did not release that information. Here we are today, 78 years after the end of World War II. And we still don't have all that information. We still don't have all those answers. But the ideology, the culture, it's all, it's all been there all through my life without me really focusing much attention on it because it's sort of been dealt with at various times. And like every other Canadian, I'm looking at it as the Ukrainian community. I'm not looking at it as a bunch of Nazis. And nothing is bringing that to my attention as a Canadian. And because I'm not seeing people march around with swastikas on their clothing, I'm not seeing people fight, I'm not seeing this as a, a major issue in our society or in any community. And certainly here where I live, we don't have much of a Ukrainian community here. It's not in front of me at all. Not where I'm living right now. And I've met Ukrainians in the past, you know, in, in other communities where I've worked but not necessarily lived. You know, most of this is out in, most of the Ukrainian community is out in Alberta, Western Canada, far removed from where I'm at. And I think that you get, have more of, you know, some of these issues maybe out there, but I don't live there. So, and I know that these monuments also were erected and they're very controversial, but even those were erected in Canada in a way that flew under the radar for, for Canadians. And we, we allowed it, I think, as Canadians, because it was sort of like, well, there's a memorial that they put up, uh, the Ukrainian community just doing something for their people, and most people not even paying any damn attention to it. And, the, and, and, and those monuments went up, and, and the ceremonies held sort of within that community, because as a cultural mosaic, Canadians, as communities, kind of stick to themselves. There's not a lot of blending in our in our society people interact but we live in groups here in this town where i live right now there's a, a growing muslim community but they all tend to be living in one part of the city they're buying up properties over there and it's been growing over say the past 10 years especially and it's growing and growing and growing and in my neighborhood i'm seeing more um muslims move into my neighborhood my my good friend couple of doors down moved in a few a couple of years ago now i have another good neighbor up at the corner okay but they tend to like we all like there's the italian community you go down to windsor they've got little italy and you got you know you've got the italian community here you've got just you know and it you don't know what i'm saying so it's like it's it's a mosaic and but we allowed that little tile to sit there and as part of that tile there was there was a cancerous ideology still in in there and we've just allowed it to sit and now it's come there it is it's like easy pickings really for somebody who wants to go and exploit it but it, it's something that we should have been dealing with i guess but because it was a mosaic and not a melting pot where we're expecting people to become assimilated into our society we that was allowed to sit there and fester is that a fair yeah, you, you, you pretty much ran through all of the bullet points uh, that I was like jotting down as you were speaking. Um, there's a few more I'll add, but I want to start off with um, fifth generation warfare and Marxism, right? 
so with so fifth generation warfare um the way i understand it is um a pentagram has five sides right you have four elements plus spirit or ether or whatever yeah. right so that's so basically it has to do with opening a gate so in this case fifth generation warfare we're talking about immigration so gateways are open into mm -hmm. a nation and um in this case you know i i don't have anything against the notion of immigration in and of itself but i think when a country weaponizes it in the same way canada and the u.s both do it the same just with the u.s there's a lot more of a south american latino community i find um but we uh it's like you like you were saying it's almost like there's these little like culture groups nobody's totally ever like you know assimilated and you even brought up little italy and windsor which is by the way the pizza capital of canada so they yes, say it is. Yeah. uh so um so yeah basically also with all of these uh split communities if you will so to speak what happens is then you have the emphasis of um kind of like communist ideology i guess or rather i shouldn't say communist i should just say marxist excuse me you have marxism thrown in there as an opportunity because of all these different groups right and that's exactly what marxism really is in and of itself is like weaponized grouping techniques right whether we're talking about religion race background you know that that kind of a thing right so um within little parts like you were saying uh especially not just ukraine but i'm pretty sure other um slavic or Bloc nations i should say in mm -hmm. particular um again i've heard different stories from different people having to do with um nazis treating them well to not treating them well toward ussr treating them poorly toward not toward both sides or shit, right yeah. like i've heard i've heard all kinds of things right and yeah. again it's just people's first-hand experiences so i'm not there to judge but the thing though that i want to get at here the ultimate point with all these groups and all of this confusion for lack of better words, is um, ordo ab cal, order out of chaos, right? You, you use this chaos to create a sort of systematic order, if you will, where you, you label certain things in certain ways, encourage people to speak a certain way, or, you know, and then every narrative just needs its, its counterbalance, its counter-narrative, right? right? So the thing that I tend to find most in my research for people I speak about or organizations is a lot of these people have Jesuit educations or are members of the Knights of Malta. And if you look at a lot of the high ranking um, Nazis like Himmler, um, or even, I can't remember the guy's name, but um, there was a high ranking Nazi who was part of the Knights of Malta that founded Mossad, Israeli intelligence, mm -hmm. right? I think that was Richard Gellin, I'm not sure but uh reinhard gellin but anyway um yeah it's just the the world is like um we think we're playing checkers but they're playing chess i guess is the best way best way to look at it right because all of these things all these kinds of confusing things and all these different elements of poison all around if you will um are just um they're just that they're poison or there are concepts that are just simply weaponized you know what i mean right like marxism with marxism then the next step is you know oh, we have to make everybody you know we have to be equal and it's like you know the the final thing actually i want to say is like um uh, plato um plato's perspective of government uh was that 
the way things would descend into a tyranny is it would start off with an aristocracy so a small group of people make the decisions basically like a small council or whatever yep and then from there comes a um timocracy which is basically like an alexander the great kind of a thing you know what you conquer or what you take is yours right and then the next step is an oligarchy which is where the rich rule right and then from there people are complaining about the equality so the next step is democracy right and democracy to me is just not a word that is synonymous with freedom i'm not against the democracy it's just that democracy is not a word that is synonymous with freedom it's just synonymous with everybody has a voice but if everybody's conditioned to say certain things they're not really having a voice which is what you were really getting at before right so that's why the final step is tyranny and that's all i wanted to say to that yeah well I've been to lots of community festivals like Carousel of Nations or Carousels of Nations and, uh, you know, food festivals where different communities come and they have, you know, different booths where you can go and sample all the different cuisines from all over the world. And you'd, you'd see, you know, Ukrainian booth and you'd see Japanese booth and you'd see an Italian booth and you'd see, you know, all kinds of different communities from your community. The communities in the communities and everybody's getting along and eating all the food and i want to stay there i you know and we don't have to agree on everything but in canada we've been doing that for a long time now so i'd like to try and keep it there but i'm worried matt that all of this you know the single nazi that was found in parliament that has set off this firestorm is going to upset that and i'm seeing already uh you know like uh, some young guys went down to a ukrainian monument and uh and they were standing there giving a hitler salute and so i guess you could say that it's kind of pushing those people out to the edge already or flushing out some of the people who've been pushed there and i'm just afraid it's going to polarize more people and pretty soon i'm going to go to a carousel of nations event where people are sampling cuisine only to start fighting with each other over stuff and I don't want that in my country. I don't want that in my community. It hasn't been like that for a long time, but it feels like we're just about to get there right now. Thought? Yeah, well, uh, it's just, again, it's a simple matter of um, they're always trying to weaponize every single thing, whether it be an ideology, whether it was built to be weaponized or not, um, or just taking things that are naturally touchy subjects, which is where the term Marxism comes into play, right? Yep. You take touchy subjects and you um, exploit them, right? Yep. And um, really all in all is that, yeah, there's always something, whether whether we're looking at, um, whether we're looking at the freedom movement, whether we're looking at something that happened in parliament, whether we're looking at whatever the issue is, there's always, something to uh, there's always that tipping point and ultimately and when i say that tipping point what i'm referring to is i think there are certain individuals and as well certain people in high places that we probably don't know the names or faces of that would love for um for a sort of uprising to happen because what we don't need a revolution because revolutions just lead to bloodshed they don't lead to change what yep. we need is a revelation and i'm not speaking biblically a revelation just implies true change and a true realization right mm -hmm. 
And if you actually break down the etymology, or the, sorry, if you break down the meaning of the word apocalypse, it means revealing or unveiling. It does yeah. not mean yeah. destruction. Right. Well, I sure hope we can keep the peace. That's all I'm hopeful for. And, uh, um, and not get caught up in emotions where we're not thinking. That's a very dangerous place to be. And whenever anything like this happens, emotions always take over. And it's emotion, too, that really fuels the, you know, the news cycles on something like this and extend these news cycles as well. And this is one um, that will uh, be extended, I think, not just for weeks and months, but probably years of over what has happened here. So uh, this is really shameful it's terrible for the country uh, but ultimately this is a government thing it's not a people thing um i don't want i don't want my muslim neighbors to suffer because every, the country goes off the rails because of something that happened back in the 1940s long before they ever even arrived in this country i don't want you know i don't want kids worrying if they're going to get bombed because there's a civil war here that has been created because of all of the the chaos that comes out of this. I don't want my country turned upside down. I don't want my country captured, if you will, by uh, whatever foreign governments might be exploiting this to their own advantage. I want peace. And when I say that, I really mean it. And I want peace here. I want peace in Ukraine. I will help anyone that wants to work toward peace. And I'll use this platform to further peace. But well, if people want to come, you know. It's a good thing that the United Nations acknowledge human rights defenders, right? I'm just kidding. Sorry. Yeah. I, I'm, just, I'm just being a jerk. You know. Uh, so, yeah, man, I will work on that front for sure. But on this, on this file, we need to exercise real caution. I think, because next thing you know, we might be lining people up against the wall um, as a mob, um, metaphorically, or maybe even really, and shooting people who weren't even there. Exactly, um, right. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all for keeping the peace. And I got to say to you as well, um, I do respect you um, just as a journalist and as, you know, one man speaking to another man because even, you know, going to the subliminal messaging with Marcus Ray, you told people it was there, but you didn't show them because you don't want to be responsible for influencing people's behavior. And like on your outlet and other people's just in general, um, other people just in general, we use that as an opportunity to get our voice heard in some way, shape or form. And that's okay. There's no problem with that, but there is a problem with uh, recruiting for an operation or something on somebody's yeah. platform you know stuff like that is uh crossing a totally different line you know so 100 percent, man and uh i'm so grateful for you being here tonight matt like i didn't really think that we would be discussing this topic you and i tonight i thought we we're just going to talk about the the galactic federation but yeah. um, this has been very you know productive i think this discussion tonight yeah, likewise, I, I agree. Um, and also, too, just on a personal note, it does help me because, you know, I, I do have a smaller platform than you. So it does help me get my name out there. I'm Matt the Unseated on YouTube, as my name would say here. 
Yeah. So that's where people can find me, or if they want to find me on uh, Facebook, just subtract the the, just Matt Unseated, mm-hmm. and they can find me, message me, ask me whatever it is they want. Um, so, because Rick and I have as well kind of crossed cross paths on different subjects too, right? So, um, so you know, it definitely will help to maybe get some of my insight too, and Rick and I definitely come from different backgrounds, so... Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's been a blessing uh, in my life to, to have you, my friend. So, yeah. And I feel the same way. I'm I'm very appreciative of uh, the work you're doing and and just sharing your time here. You make you make this show a better thing every time no you're problem. on. It's the high vibrational energy, bro. That's no. right. <laughs> yeah, got to raise the frequency, man. <laughs> Keep it positive. Yeah, All man. Right. Don't, don't ask real questions, though, or you're bringing negativity. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. I don't think we we solved all the world's problems tonight, but it was no, uh, it tomorrow. was still still a good conversation. That's tomorrow's game for sure. What are we gonna do tonight, Pinky? Take over the world? <laughs> I guess we're gonna save the world. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, there are people out there who actually mean it when they say it. Yeah, yeah, I can't even joke about that anymore. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. Anyway, all right, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you so much, Matt. Um, I'll tell you, I'll let Matt go. I'll come back after this brief break, and um, and we'll get into the final leg of this stuff here tonight. Thank you, Matt. You have a great night. Okay, guys, take care of yourselves, and don't forget to check out Matt the Unseated on YouTube. Thank you, guys. That's right. Okay, here we go. Be right back, folks. Don't go away. Greetings, brave mavericks. Our quest for truth continues. We go beyond fake news. Together we expose propaganda. Together we pull others out of rabbit holes. We are maverick thinkers. We are all unique individuals, individuals, defenders of individual rights and freedoms, credible, trusted, grounded in reality. Maverick News, Maverick News. Defending free speech, free speech, speech. Donate at freedomreporters.com. Do it now. Tomorrow. Maybe too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Maverick News. The world is watching.
We are Mavericks. We say no to the Trudeau and Biden New World Order. And to bugs. Because bugs are creepy and gross. And people should not eat bugs. Maverick News. The world is watching. Okay, I I enjoyed that conversation with Matt, and I th I think it was useful. And uh, yeah, I'm grateful for that. Thank you, Matt. Good job, man. Um, I'm just gonna touch on a few of the top stories. Then we're gonna go to the phones because I did promise to go to the phones tonight. So we'll do that in just a minute. But just uh, so just uh, I'll just rip through these really quickly. So RFK Jr is looking at an independent 2024 run and he will be making a big announcement on the 9th. So we're just a few days away from that. So look for that coming up in a few days. Uh, what else do I have on the news front tonight that we haven't touched on yet? Uh, the Save the Children Convoy is making mainstream media headlines. Press Progress has done... Um, a piece on the convoy, uh, highlighting all the stuff that we've already told you here on this program about the uh, the concerns that the thing might have ended up being less than peaceful. So far, we haven't seen any violence, really, except a bunch of the protesters have gone down to Parliament Hill and have gotten themselves arrested. So there is that. Um, and... There is video of it out there, of course. And the Galactic uh, Federation continues to exist, I guess. And alien beings continue to come to Earth as a result of that. And um, I think that's those are really kind of the main things going on today. And then we did the Putin story already. So that's all the main stuff. Oh, yes, and inflation is still out of control. It is Thanksgiving weekend here in Canada, where turkey is extremely expensive this year and people can't afford to eat uh, because they have to choose between a place to live and a place to eat or food to eat or whatever. So that was a big thing in the House of Commons today because there was a question period on this October. What is the date today? It is the 6th, right? October 6th, 2023. Ta-da! There's your newscast for the night. Let me fire up the phone lines here and give you guys a chance to chime in on this conversation. And we can talk about tonight anything you want. Unless I decide I don't want to talk about it. In which case, I just won't. How's about that? <laughs> Okay, so anything you want, as long as I want to talk about it too, and then we can chat. But if you call up and you talk about, want to talk about something that I don't want to talk about, then I'm going to say, I don't really want to talk about that, and then we won't talk about it. So it has to be Rick approved, I guess, in that sense. But I'll be extremely open-minded, 
and I will try to tackle any subject that you guys decide needs exploration this evening. So I am setting up the phone system here now. We're almost there. I should get the uh, number up on the screen, I guess. There it is. There's the number to call. Hang on here while I push all the buttons, click all the numbers, hit the codes, all blah, blah. And almost there. And... There we go. That should do it. Oh, yeah. It's rocking and rolling. We're ready to go. You can call in at 1-833-975-3733. 1-833-975-3733 to add your voice to the conversation tonight. You can also donate if you want to support the channel at maverickdonations.com. Or freedomreporters.com. Freedomreporters.com. And you can donate through the Rumble Rats as well. Thank you to all of you guys who have supported this program and just even being here and watching and participating in the, uh, the call in portion of the show, too, keeps it all going because it's all about freedom of speech, free media. And let's run this promo with the phone number again so you know how to call in. And when we come back on the other side of this, we'll take our first call of the... Join the conversation. Call 1-833-975-3733. That's 1-833-975-FREE. Speak up. Speak out. Make your voice heard. Maverick News. Fighting for freedom by defending your right to free speech. Be a Maverick. Join us. So let's get this going here. Call in, call now, call often, call 1-833-975-3733. Did you know that that is 1-833-975-FREE, as in free speech, freedom of thought, free media, and a free call for you, toll-free, totally toll-free, at 1-833-975-3733. Join us. Add your voice. And the first one to do that tonight is, I think it's Amy. Hello. You got the most assault of being on a planet after all your disasters, right? How are Amy. you doing? You can call me. Just don't call me late for Thanksgiving dinner. Yes, sir. Don't want to be late for that. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there on the Canadian side. And may you have uh, food on the table. In these struggling times. Yeah. So we know we got Nazis. Yeah. What is he, 98 years old? 98. Imagine if they checked, 
Imagine if they checked some of those islands in Midway, those deserted islands. I wonder if there's any Japanese soldiers still alive, mm. hiding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Imagine, imagine being one of those guys, Rick, and coming off the island and, and seeing what shitstorm we have today. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I it's don't know, possible. Man. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's possible. I think what was it? Twenty years ago, they found one guy, one the Japanese soldier. Yeah, on one of those right. islands. That I was re- twenty years ago. I remember that. So, if we wow. got living Nazis, we could have some some living Japanese fighters still, right? How many some kamikazes out there? How many do, do uh, people from like how many do you think we've got still alive? It was seventy-eight years what, ago. What Nazis? Yeah, like not like much from not World much. War II. Right. How many Canadian soldiers do we have left from World War II? A handful. A handful. Yeah, not very many. Right. So, not very many at all. Right. So, you know, what gets me is people say, "Oh, he's ninety years old." He knew exactly what he was doing, and he loved it. Yeah. Okay. As they yeah. gave him a standing ovation, he almost gave him the the uh, Hail Hitler sign. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And. Yeah, so he knows exactly what time of day it is, and for people to say, "Oh, should we bring him yeah. to justice?" Hell yeah, he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, I mean, he's got right. his diary and stuff, and I mean, in his case, um, you know, you've got whatever evidence you have. I like, I still like it has to go through a process, right? And if after the process he's got a conviction, blah, 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 and then you just you deal with it, but you don't just take the guy and lynch him either. That's not what we want. No. No, 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 no. You know, you got to do due process. He'll be he'll be long dead before he ever sees a, a tribunal or whatever they're going to do to him in Poland, yeah. or wherever they want to take him. Right? Mm, yeah. He'll be he'll be long dead. He knows that too, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure if they did that, uh, you'd have some blockage in the way, like Christina Freeland trying to block any extradition movement or anything of right? Yeah. Because she stands up for her own. Yeah. She stands up for her own, right? So. And I mean, you know, but, you know, here's, you know the, here's the other question, though. It's like there, this raises a lot of questions. If we're going to go down that road, then what, what, what should we do? Should we now go out and hunt down every last remaining Nazi in their 90s? Only the or, proud or, ones. You know? Yeah. O- only the proud ones, Rick. Mm-hmm. The ones that are proud. Yeah. And he's a fucking proud one. That seems to <laughs> yeah, He's a very yeah. proud one. Yeah. Right, so you see, he knows what time of day it is. Don't let old age fucking fool you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, like oh, I said, he was out that's there. the best scenario. He, he was out, on, you know, CTV did a story with him, I think it was a year or two ago when the, when the thing started. Oh. Um, and so yeah. a, there was a picture of him out at a, at a demonstration supporting Ukraine when, you know, when it just, when the conflict broke out. Uh, so there he was, and he was out walking around for that. That was only, I think, two year a year ago. I can't remember when the when the story was out, but it was up online. I found it. It's I can't seem to find it now. A CTV story, but that's where I got the photo of him too that I downloaded. Right. So people knew about him, right? Mm-hmm. You know, another thing is people are trying to blame all oh, uh, the the prime minister's office. They don't do any vetting. Well, you know what? I I sort of believe that now. Okay. Really, I do, because if you look at what happened yesterday in Toronto with the Prime Minister uh, being confronted by that guy, if they did any fucking vetting whatsoever, they would never let him near that guy. That's right. I, did you catch up? I did. In fact, I had Right? It, did you catch up, Clay? I did, and I have it queued up here. Actually, I was going to... Yeah, here it is here. I'll bring it up and just let people see this. 
Let me look at the face on Trudeau. Okay, as he's speaking, he, he's you know what I know. I know a lot more about drug addiction than a lot of people know. Period. Okay, mm-hmm. and he has all the all the remedies as, as a drug addict. He's a liar. He's a cheat. Okay, uh, everything. Okay, he's got the personality of a drug addict. And look at his face in this video. Yeah, I think this is the clip here. Uh, pretty sure this is it. Yes, there it is. Okay. Strangely, it's off the Infowars website. <laughs> okay, let me let me run this for you. Here we go. Criminal. Look at this buck tea, bro. Look at this buck tea. Pleasure to see you as well. Hey there, how you doing? Shaking your hand, bro. You're a fucking piece of shit, man. Why is that, sir? You fucked up the entire country. You got our buddy over there. Get that. How did I mess up this country? Can anybody afford a home? In this day, they're charging people carbon tax. You got 9 VAT idling for 30 minutes. You have carbon footprint is increasing. We're getting charged for what? You know what we're doing? It's not stopping. No car. We're putting a price on pollution. Right. And we're returning it to families like yours. I don't think so. You're sending it over to Ukraine, right? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You send it over to the guy that you're with. That's slaughtered his own country. You've been listening to Putin, have you? Putin? No, no. We're definitely. Don't listen to your propaganda, eh? You got propaganda, bro. Fucking piece of shit, man. Fucking dumbass. Get the fuck out of here. Go to a homeless shelter, you piece Oops, hang on here. Let me, let son- me get you back up. There you are. You're back on. Okay. Is, is sunny ways are uh, uh, over, but if there's any vetting whatsoever with the PMO's office, yeah. they would have been vetting, you know, anybody that goes around them right now, right? Yeah. So yeah. he's a fucking clown, okay? And you find if you want people to do what you want to do, especially with this Freedom Convoy, we're going to move on to this one, Okay. I don't care what movement you're with. The power of suggestion and just suggesting instead of giving orders goes a lot further. Mm. Okay, I manage people at work, okay? I don't boss nobody around, ever. I don't tell people what to do. I suggest. Okay, and I give them the suggestions. This is what I would do. This is is how I would do it. I don't tell them how to do it. Mm. It's a suggestion. And 90% of the time, they'll go with my suggestion. They don't go against the grain, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's what's going on with this freedom movement. You know, it's it's a dis. I don't know. I'm going to call it a disgrace. Yeah. You know, they say save the children, the convoy for save the children. Honestly, Rick, I wouldn't let fucking my children ten mile, ten thousand miles of near these people. Yep. Okay. The. Yep. I, it, that's that's just me, and from what I'm seeing, right, a lot of people, oh, no, they're the ones that are out there. Listen, not, okay, Queenie, for starters, okay, I, I don't like her, period. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I just don't like her. And if you threw a fucking package, package of hot dogs on a fishing rod down Wellington Avenue, she'll follow over to the left in a heartbeat to get those hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's just a lot of fucking big mouth, loud mouth, do this, do that, this is how we're going to do it. There's no suggestion. There's nothing, right? So you know, that's the same system we're in right now. Yeah. Do as you're told. Mm-hmm. Okay, do as you're told. Ask, listen, and do what you're told. <laughs> that's great if you're an alcoholic. Okay, that program works because you need somebody to tell you what to do. And you ask, and you listen, and you do what you're told as an alcoholic. But we're not fucking alcoholics. Yeah. I don't know, right? man. So I'm so, you need direct- yeah, so disappointed. Yeah, yeah. 
me too. You know what I mean? And, and you know, when you call them on it, uh, uh, look at all the people. Okay, and uh, I, I commented, uh, who's the guy, the, the bubble machine there? Jim Kerr. Kerr? Jim Kerr? Yeah. Okay, he had a thing go on, okay, and he's doing the bubbles, and he's showing the parking lot, and it's fucking desolate. Okay, it's desolate. Mm-hmm. I said, you're shy, you're shy a few million people there, aren't you? And just by me putting that comment, they scrubbed it. Really? Now, you, you speak of free... Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, you go on this thing, and, and people are saying, yeah, they scrubbed your comment. Well, just for saying that. So here you are standing up for fucking freedom of rights and freedom of speech and everything else, and you're scrubbing people's fucking comments? I didn't yeah. say anything bad, really. Yeah. You're missing fucking two million people. That's all I said. Yeah. Right? He was blowing fucking ten times more bubbles... A, thousand, a million times more bubbles than there were people. See, I didn't really tune in right, so. at all today. I just, I've, I've had my fill, right? And uh, so I didn't look, but do, do they have anybody left there or what's going on with it today? I, I, uh, Freedom Joe sent me something and thing, and he, he ain't very happy with Ron Clark and all these fucking, it's a fucking clown show, plain and simple. Yeah. Okay. It's mismanaged. You had the wrong management. You went against the vets. Okay, for starters, there's 3,000 people right there that would have been on your side, but the vets were smart enough to say, hey, we're not going to fucking blow up bridges and kill people in the streets, okay? That's not the way it's going to work. And that's exactly how, right? So the vets understand because, you know what? They've been in war. They know what war looks like. Uh And they don't want that here, right? They want a a peaceful solution. But when you got uh, Billy Ray Cyrus and fucking Big Bear and fucking Ron Jeremy, okay, uh, telling you how it's going to go. These guys are just laughing at him, going, you have fucking no idea. And these guys would probably be the first ones to cower yep. when the bullets fly. Well, I've been right? trying to tell the people instigators. about it, as you know, for over a year, sitting in this chair trying to tell people. <laughs> and I've been trying to tell people, too. Yeah. So, I don't know. Man. But you're always going to have your followers out there, just like uh, Matt said. I love Matt. Mm-hmm. He's straight up. Okay, uh, it just like Matt said, you're always going to have your 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 followers out there the the weak yep. that think that they need guidance. Okay, uh, man, a lot of people could get hurt by that. Is it only you know? I know a little bit about the military and a unit is five five or less as a unit. Okay, and then you got your company, and then you got your divisions. Obviously, your company is probably about sixty seventy people in a company. Then you got your divisions, thousands in a division, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, a unit can do a lot of damage. The smaller the unit, the more maneuverable, okay, the, the, the less, uh, what do we say, casualties you're going to have with a unit yeah. when you're working with five people or less, right? So, you know, these guys here are not even a unit, and they don't know what time of day it is. And the vets for uh, the freedom of uh, the vets... They know exactly what time of day it is, and they don't want that. You know, they, yeah. some of these guys were in the, the conflict in 1990, what was it, 92, Yugoslavia, right? Uh, Somalia, Yugoslavia, Afghanistan, demining Cambodia. They seen the carnage, okay, of current and past. Look at the past in Cambodia. Yeah. You know, you, little kids running around with no legs because they're stepping on landmines and elephants the same way, right? Yeah. And there's 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 still I don't know what the numbers, but uh, there's still a lot of uh, mines that are still in Cambodia from 1975, 1978, the Khmer Rouge, the conflict that happened there, mm-hmm. right? So, 
you know, I'm just glad. I'm just glad to pee the, like I said, hey, and you got these queenies and you got uh, queen, whatever her name is, Ramonda or Romero or whatever fucking name is. Okay. These people love it when they brainwash other people to do their dirty work. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just glad nobody's, well, nobody's buying into the violent part of it anyways. Right. So, yeah, because only grateful. takes one bad apple, I guess. One bad apple, Rick, and guess what? It's game on like fucking Donkey Kong. And that's when they're, they're, you're going to see you're going to see the liberals, the liberal Nazis as they're coming to your fucking doors and locking you up in, you know, these COVID camps and everything else. But we're at a point where a lot of people don't give a fuck, really, if they don't. Yeah. And I get it. When you can't afford turkey for uh, Thanksgiving, Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. That's right. Okay. You can't afford... You can't afford to live in, in a house, you know. You know, I want to see my, I got another week coming off, and I, I was telling you last the other day, I'm, I'm serious about it because I went out for some beers for a retirement party last night, and uh, I left my, my job, right, and I just went over to the bar where all my workers were, right, and had some drinks, and my boss said, why don't we go to Mexico? I said, I think I'm going to send my wife to Mexico next month, and I'm going to fucking go live on the streets for a week. I could go to Mexico. I could go fucking beat up in the sun and play in the ocean just to get insight on what's going on because we got multiple things that are going on with the homeless, right? It's not just everybody, oh, you're homeless, you're a fucking drug addict. No, 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 no. You got the mental, you got that. You got the, the, the homeless drug addicts, then you got the mental health issues with the, with the, the homeless, then you got the economic homeless that are forced. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, I'd like to do something there, right, uh, to generate some money anyways uh, to the downtown Mission, Street Hope, Windsor Youth Center, Women's Welcome Center, right? I cherish those uh, I cherish those, uh, those places, I really do, because they're always helping people out, right? So, you know, but you got to come up with some, uh, some rules, Rick. Yeah. Ten rules. Ten rules for Leo while he's living on the street as someone who is homeless. So yeah, I'll, I'll come up with 10 rules and, uh, and I'll do that. Yeah. I'll contact, I'll contact the mission. I'll let them know what's going on because it's going to be a charity thing. Right. And I will fucking get dropped off on a Latin wine dot in my boxers with no shirt in just my shoes on. And I got to fend for myself and go through the, the, the system to find fucking clothing, find this, find that. And, 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 you know, have somebody behind me fucking videotaping it on how you got to do it, right? Yeah, so I we need to figure out what is fair so that you have a realistic experience doing it so you can't have a job. Would you have any money allotted to you at all? Like Because some people even, like, if you're on the street, you don't have an address, you can't get social assistance payments, I don't think. So you Yeah, have to- you, need, you need an address for that. But, uh, no, if I'm going in my boxers, okay, with no shirt and just shoes, I got no cash on me. I don't even have ID. Yeah. Okay, so it's another social experiment to expose what's really going on, right? And get to get a grasp of what's really going on, right? I know what's going on. I just want to show people what's going on. Well, And I know where to look at people. A lot of people say, well, you got to be careful. They're like, listen, I'm not worried about the streets. I'm not, Okay. I'm more worried about our government than I am about the fucking homeless. 
Yeah, we still have right. to build a the ones. safety in there too, so that if you get into trouble, you can at least get to get to a place of safety. Because you, if you're out there with nothing but boxer shorts on, and it starts, you know, gotta gotta get get you know. So we'll we'll build that into the rules too. Yeah, we got to do this. I think it. I think it's a great idea, Rick, to generate for a good cause, right? Yeah. Yeah, we can you get people to, to realize what's going on. I'm not homeless. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I'm far from homeless. I could be in Mexico with my wife, but I'd rather choose to go live on the streets. Well, it's not choose to live on the streets, but like you know, it's only for a week for me. These guys got to be there for who knows how long. Yeah, and how long have they been there for? And how do you get out of it? That's the key thing. Once you're there, how do you get out of that that, that role of things? Because once you get into something like that, fuck, it's tough to get out of. That's right. It's a revol- uh, It's a revolving door, right? So, yeah, and that's the next question. I mean, you're pretty. You're pretty smart. You're resourceful. So you sort of have already an advantage over a lot of people who might have mental illness or other issues that might prevent them from, you know, coming up with solutions that you might come up with. So I don't know. Is that fair? To, well, like, I, three be- of the top rules would. Three of the top rules would have to be: I can't beat. Okay, I can't thief. Steal, <laughs> right? Uh, no stealing. I, 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 yeah, no stealing. No, no, no. Uh, you know, no beating people up. No robbing. None of that shit, right? Yeah. Because a lot of people they have to go to those extents. And you know what? You're seeing it. Like the guy who was 65 years old. His name is. I know who he is. Yeah. Okay, is uh, Tim Bolton, who was just arrested downtown. The guy never had a criminal record at all, Rick. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I know him, and I know his. I know his wife. Uh, he was uh, married to uh, uh, one of the virtue, one of the the figure skaters there, the yeah. Olympic figure skaters. Yeah, he was married to one of his one of his cousins. Okay, and the guy was a good looking guy. He used to look like uh, Morris from the pitcher from the Tigers back in the day. Okay, and uh, he had women all over him, and just something went wrong. Right, something clicked, and he was homeless. And fuck it, now look at now he just stabbed the woman, robbed her. He's 65 years old. He may not get out of prison alive, right, at his age, considering his age, right? So, you know, I'm not defending him. He did what he did, and now you got to pay, right? That's the justice system. Uh, but at the end of his day, it might be a, a life, it might be a death sentence for him, right? He may be spending the rest of his life in prison over it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you anyway. know. That's mental illness and drugs, and you throw whatever else in there, right? But yeah, I think it's going to be a good thing. Where are people saying in the chat? Because I can't read the chat. I don't think you want to know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you want me to you tell you what yeah. Queenie's saying? Do because it. she she popped up in there and. Um, good fucker. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, Queenie could fuck off. Really, I, I'm not. And that's another thing, right? People instigating and shit. You know, yeah, I liked Queenie to begin with until. She was on your show, yeah. and she started with the fucking crocodile tears and ratting out fucking Wolverine and Adrian and all of them, right? Yeah. I'm like, who the fuck is, you know, and then, you know, she was crying. Rick, Rick, please help. It's like, fuck, you put yourself in that predicament. Okay, you did. Queenie, if you are listening, you put yourself in that predicament, and, you know, so I call you on it. You're you're riding out your fellow comrades. There's fucking camaraderie for you. <laughs> Unity. Okay. You're 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 either in it to win it, or you're fucking a fucking stool pigeon. She's a stool pigeon. Okay. 
You know, that's one thing I learned about the streets. You don't fucking rat. There's rules. That's fucking number one rule. You're not a rat. You rat, you fucking, you know, I seen a good one on uh, YouTube the other day. Uh, was it Jordan Peterson? King Rat. And he talked about if you dug a hole and put 10 rats in the hole and come back a week later, there's only one rat left. You grab another 10 rats and you put them in the same hole, come back a week later, there's only one rat. You take that rat out of the hole and you let them loose and you won't see any more rats in the neighborhood because they cannibalize, right? Mm -hmm. That rat will become king rat and you'll kill all the rats in the neighborhood. There's an interesting lesson. <laughs> There's an interesting lesson, right? So, yeah. you know, don't don't be a rat. Be straight up and fucking boom, boom, boom. Life goes a lot better for you, right? You'll get more respect. You know, I don't have a problem. If I was out without work tomorrow, I'll be the last guy without work in the city because I'll find work and people will put me to work, right? So that's the way it is. And with that car accident the other night, Oh, yeah, yeah. I videotaped that car accident? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I did. Oh. Fuck, yeah. well, apparently, I didn't know whose cars they were right there. Oh, that Shane's car. I don't know who fucking Shane is. Well, apparently, they found a, a gun, a Beretta, or a 9mm underneath the seat, but the one guy was killed in the accident and just brutal, right? But there's so many Karens out there, you know, and guys are saying, you shouldn't be posting, doing videos of that. Wait a second. This is at 4 in the morning. I'm getting there as the tow trucks are taking the vehicles away. AM800 and CBC and everybody else with a fucking cell phone were filming that shit at 11 p.m. when the accident happened. Yeah. So, you know, people are, even the tow truck driver, he's like, you can't fail me. This is not AMPM towing. And if anybody in this group knows who AMPM towing is, when we had that little melee down at the Ambassador Bridge, AMPM towing were the ones, uh, that backstabbed the truckers that took the contract to fucking start towing trucks and everybody else out of there, right? So they're a bunch of fucking scumballs. And when the tow truck driver came up, he, you can't fuck, you can't tell me, just get the fuck out of my face. You know, who the fuck are you? Well, you got to stand behind the barriers. Fuck off, buddy. And I'm telling him, just fuck, fuck off. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> You're a fat fucking piece of shit, right? And, and you know, that's, that's what I have for you, AM, PM towing. And I'd never use your service. It's like my life depended on it. If I was broken down at minus 40 somewhere, I would not be calling AM, PM towing. You're a bunch of fucking douchebags, right? So I got a little resentment. I got a little bit of resentment towards AM, PM towing. And Vito's Pizza, that's another one. Vito's Pizzeria. If you want diarrhea, eat Vito's Pizzeria. Yeah, Vito's Pizzeria are the ones who let the cops take their vans and fill them up with coppers, okay, and when we had the melee down at the Ambassador Bridge, that's what the police were using. They were putting the cops inside Vito's Pizzeria vans and shipping the cops around into certain places, right? So, you know, yeah. I don't support Vito's Pizzeria, and I think that's why Vito's Pizzeria is not open today. It had nothing to do with the diarrhea people got from Vito's Pizzeria. It had something to do with the fucking, that bridge shit, right? So they got blackballed, just like AMPM doing so with that being said, Rick, get on to your calls. I don't want to waste any more of your day. No, good call. Thank you, Leo. And we'll come up with 10 rules, and then we'll promote the heck out of it. And, you got uh, it, buddy. See if we can do something good with that. That's a great idea. Thank you, sir. Oh, I will. Okay. All right. Let's move on to Pam. Hello. 
Hello? You're on the air. Go ahead. Hello? 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 Oh, it's it's Dom Palm. Well, hello, Dom Palm. I've lost my voice. I, I hear that. Barely. And I just want, I just wanted to say to Leo, um, I could, I, I got very sick after our, our, our last, he last put his email on, and I didn't email him because I've been in bed ever since. Oh. And today is my first, today is my first day up. I had a very bad cold. So please let everyone know. And I just loved your show tonight. And um, this this galactic enterprise thing, it, it's just, just more of a reflection of all the movies that people have seen over the last 30 years and all the Star Trek shows. And a lot of them are living in a fantasy world, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it looks like it's almost like a religion or something that's built around the whole thing. And uh, it's, uh, it, yeah. yeah. It does. I watched, I watched, you know, at the beginning when this trucker convoy thing was going on, I just was live streaming everything. And it had the uh, show called Beyond Mystic on there, and they were covering it a lot. So I watched them. And then after that ended... They started covering other things, and it was all about this whole galactic enterprise. And they they interview astrologers and tarot card readers and all sorts of people. And it is. It's almost like a cult. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems it's to be. Turning into, it's, quite, it's quite frightening. Yeah. Well, I do you, is it just a cold, Pam, or do you have something more serious? Oh no, it's just a cold. Well, I hope it, it, it's that. all in the throat. It's all in. It was all in the throat and the nose and the, you know, the, just just the nose and the throat and the sinuses. Yeah. So it's. I've had I've had these before, uh, you know, and they've lasted for two or three weeks sometimes. So, Ooh. I mean, sometimes they go away quickly. It depends what. What you get, but I guess I got it that day I went to, you know, cover the the million person march in the mm. and then it hit me. It hit me that weekend. I see. Wow. So I'll be better. Good. Yeah. So yeah. I just I just wanted to let you know, so that I know Sir Leo is listening, and uh, and also there's a lot of nice people in your chat. And and they do have some veteran things, and I think it was Anesty who called about Billy Bishop. Well, I've extended to help do her genealogy for free because I do military veteran genealogy trees, and I specialize in this. And 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 so sometimes other um, groups looking for veterans will pay me to um, get information, but. That's not why I do it. I do it because I, I love to do military history and um, and also genealogy on veterans. Well, I she might just appreciate that. So, well, we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Billy Bishop is a, a Canadian war hero. So, um, yeah. 
You know, people don't know what that's about. He was a pilot in uh, World War One. Yes, I had two two uh, two great uncles that third with him, and they both died. Uh, well, they were in the fine of the same area, and 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 and. They were from Canada, but they went to Britain. It was known as the Expeditionary Force. And um, they died uh, just one month. Within One died one month before World War One ended, and the second one died two weeks before. And those were their only two boys, and they both died just towards the end of the war. So a lot of, you know, people lost. A lot of people lost, Canadians lost, fighting these Nazis. And I saw one guy in your chat tonight, and he said, oh, well, you're to blame. You know, and I said, well, who do you mean by you? And, and you know, and then he wrote back, you. And, I, and it didn't make sense to me. And, uh, and I said, do you realize how many people died fighting these Nazis? And they have no idea. And and I went, I served in in Germany out of the same air compound that Billy Bishop, I mean not Billy Bishop, the Red Baron, and I have pictures of me standing in front of it, where he his hangar was and where he left. And that was taken over and that became a Canadian Forces base and I worked right out of it. And I went to Dachau. And Dachau was the first concentration camp built in Germany. And it was the very first, and it was used for harboring and imprisoning and executing journalists like yourself, anyone who opposed Hitler and the Nazi regime. Mm -hmm. And they, they killed, and I have books on it where they show all the studies and the pictures and... You know, people have to, they're lacking military knowledge. And I can't believe the whole house stood up and applauded that Nazi being awarded or commemorated by by Parliament. I can't believe how stupid they were to stand up. It shows how, how our history has been destroyed and they don't even know. They didn't even know that that guy was a Nazi until after the fact. Except Paul, Paul, or Poulivier, Pierre Poulivier, he, I noticed he clapped his hand, but he was only touching his fingertips together. He had his palms together, and he was touching his fingertips together to look like he was clapping. But he shouldn't have even done that. Mm-hmm. Well, and 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 you know, and then you had that show last night. I watched it, and um, I can see that you did something on a um, a memorial built for the Nazis. How the hell did that ever get erected in Canada? And well, what year was it built in? Some of them not that long ago, and as I say, um, that stuff. For Canadians was done under the radar, done sort of within the Ukrainian communities with the people who, you know, it, it I think it meant something to. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know, man. It's um, 
I, as I said, I think it's, it's something that was allowed to be embedded into the Canadian cultural mosaic as a single small tile. And, uh, and, and because we're a, a country that has embraced multiculturalism, there was really no effort made to ask for assimilation of any kind or to expunge the ideology. It was just allowed to sort of be there. And I think that and I we, think we just is... hoped that it would uh, just take care of itself and go away over time. I don't know. I mean, this was back in the freaking 1940s and the 1950s, right? So I wasn't oh. even alive. I don't know what the re reasoning was or the thought process other than, you know, what I'm reading in history books. But I don't know. Like, there are... There are multi-sides to this story because we also have to remember that our veterans also fought and, and many people died. And I think we have to also be care careful to respect that and remember that, you know, we, our peace today was paid for with their blood. And if we allow that peace to be broken, I think that's a betrayal of them. So we need to be very careful how we well, handle how? these things. And yes, deal with the issue. But we need to do this in a way that does not uh, explode into something dark, sinister. We can't allow the, the, to tear the whole country apart again. How? My question is, why would we celebrate people who were Nazis that mm -hmm. we were fighting against? That is not... We lost yeah. thousands of people yeah. fighting against those Nazis, and now we're honoring them. Mm -hmm. But you it know these these things. Sense. But you know these things have been there for a while. We I did a I did a piece. We did a story about that here on this show. Couldn't have been. Must have been a year ago. Right after the war, the the war broke out in Ukraine. I drew attention to it then. Nothing done, of course, right? Because nothing is ever done. But we pointed it out. Yeah. I did a I did a, a large segment on it on one of the programs here, myself, talking about it. So, and people are aware. It's been in the it's been in the media, uh, government, you know, also aware. But again, because it's just been allowed to be there as a tile of the cultural mosaic, and unless you when you're standing there looking at the, the mosaic makes up Canada and that's just one very, very small thing and, and not labeled as Nazi, you know, it's, it, there's monuments too, you know, they're really like Ukrainian. So I don't know, man, I'm not going to sit here and make excuses for anyone. Um, I've, I covered stuff like that back in the eighties, nineties, war crimes, trials, so on. And I know that Canada does not have the, you know, the, uh, a, a good track record at all of bringing Nazis to justice. But I don't want, I, I had, like I said the other night, this is such a, um, a deep, dark, terrible subject. I have to leave this one to God. I know, I hear you. It is a deep, dark subject, isn't yeah. it, my dear? And as a Canadian, a very... it's so painful for me to have to sit here and, talk about this i don't want to like it it's an issue like i just i don't want to have to deal with it 
because I've already tried. I've been dealing with it on different levels. I I just I I and I don't even you know I'm I'm Pam. I have to get my thoughts straight around this too. So, but I I do I do not seek vengeance, and I don't have as much. Um, invested in this. It's a wrong word. I'm not Jewish. I'm not Ukrainian. Honestly, I don't even know what I am. Um, hey, I could figure that out pretty quickly if you yeah. ever gave email me. <laughs> yeah, so... Most of me, you know, I'm pretty good at it. In, in a lot of ways, I've always felt that that was sort of a, a, an asset to me because as a journalist, it, it doesn't prejudice me against very much when I don't really have a, a real strong handle on what my ancestry is. So I don't bring a lot of cultural I, baggage with me. You're, you're, basically, you're basically English and Scottish with some Irish and Welsh and, and a lot of Americans involved in your tree. I've got the walkers in my tree. I already know it. That's, uh, yeah, that's probably pretty accurate. Yeah, that's from what I've been told. But honestly, you know. Anyway, it's it's not about me. It's about just finding a way forward in peace and finding a way to, um, to deal with these problems. And I, I think too, we have, we have problems today to deal with on this front that I think we, 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 we really should be more focused on that than even focused on the dead Nazis. Um, yeah, we need to deal with I know, those but issues if too. We but celebrate, if we celebrate and honor, Dead Nazis, then then, then that's going to piss a lot of other countries in the world off. Oh, I get it, man. I know. I know. And I'm not, again, I'm not making any excuses. And yeah, like, have at it. But um, that's not, not good from the foreign foreign policy stance. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it, is, it is very foolish. And um, it, it's it's going to ruin us if we consider to celebrate these evil, evil, oh, this and, evil uh, regime. But Pam, you're not celebrating it. I'm not celebrating it. Has anybody else here celebrating it? No. What was the reaction from the Canadian people? Horror, embarrassment, disgust. So, of course, the people want action taken on this and people are upset about it. Um, but, you know, that's that's a reflection of the people. That's the way the people reacted when when the news came out about this of course and that's what canadians really are we got we have a problem but that's not all canadians it's not the country the whole the country as a whole our government has an issue the government made a mis mis a big mistake going to war in ukraine the government's made a big mistake arming actual nazis in ukraine this is terrible and the government needs to be held accountable on that front and canadians i think eventually will it's just that like any other war, this has been sold to people and the average Canadian, many of whom come from other countries even today. Uh, you know, like, I, I don't know, man. Don't ask me to freaking explain it. Uh, not you, Pam, but I mean, just anybody out there asking. Like, like I'm not a freaking Nazi. Don't hold me accountable. But at the same time, I'm so horrified by it, embarrassed and concerned. 
it, it leaves me in a really difficult position as a Canadian. And, and as I sit and look in the mirror at myself as a Canadian, I'm also, and a journalist, I'm sitting there saying, how do I handle a story like this? Maybe I'm not even a guy who should be talking about it because I'm Canadian. Uh, but, you know, so maybe I'm too, too biased in that way because I love my no, country Richard, so much that sir, I, Richard, I maybe shouldn't are, even be talking you are about very, it. You are very patriotic. You are doing the right thing. You're sticking your neck out. All of us are sticking our neck out right now by even defying this and standing up. If these Nazis, I don't think World War II ever ended. I don't think it ever ended because they only killed 24 people at the Nuremberg trials. Well, but I, and, I mean, there, there you go. And, like, and I'm, they, I'm not going to. I don't. I don't want to have to be the one to say they should have killed X number or this or whatever. And and I'll tell you, even after the war, um, you know, I don't believe in capital punishment. So put people in jail, whatever, fine. What I don't know, like um, this is so. I don't. Not for me. Um, I'll, I'll support justice, of course, but I don't want to be the executioner. Well, I think that when when somebody kills millions of people, like Mengele, he deserved to be executed and goring. You know, they killed millions, millions of okay, people. Okay, but you know what, By Pam? It's kind of like, and, and we've talked about this earlier tonight, too. We start going down that road. You know, a lot of this is happening. And let's just be frank and honest about it, okay? This is This is being revisited because we're at war in Ukraine and we're at war with Russia. And so this is being thrust in, into the public spotlight internationally for that reason, too. I mean, it's being amped up and, and a lot of attention focused on it right now because of that. So let's be honest and, and deal with it from that front, too. OK, and if we're going to go down that road, how far are we going to go now? OK, you got one guy in, in parliament. OK, there's one now. Now I'm seeing a lot of other things. Now there's, you know, the uh, the guy got the Order of Canada who's dead and they're making apologies for that. And we're going down that road. We're looking at now calls tear down all those monuments. OK, we're going to go down there and we're, now we're going to take those monuments down because of this thing that happened in Parliament. OK, now, are there any other Nazis still alive here? We're going to go hunt them down. We have to make a decision on that. I'm not saying we should or we shouldn't. I'm just asking the question. This is an obvious place where we're going to go next. Do we go hunt down the remaining? How many are there? Two, five, ten? There can't be that many. They, you know, these guys were a fighting age back at the end of World War II. It's been 78 years since then. This guy's 98. He was a fighting age at the time. So everybody that would be alive who was a soldier at that time has got to be in their 90s or maybe even over 100 years old now. So how many are there? How much are we going to invest in tracking these guys down? And then once we find them, we're we going to put them on trial. How much how many resources are we going to put into this? And then, you know, I hear I hear, you know, people coming to me saying we need we need uh, new legislation. And, you know, so we get all this information, investigations. And, and OK, we're going to put a lot of into that. How far do we go with that? And the DeShane Commission. OK, let's re let's let's get all that shit out. Let's put it all on the table and find out what happened. This was a long time ago many? anyway. So let's do that. OK, well, again, and how far do we go? And then as this goes on and on, like. You know, oh, there's a guy down the street who's got a picture of something, you know, on his wall. 
run down the run down there and go do that and, and, and flush that guy out string him up too okay we're going to do that so how far are we going to go with it i don't know Rick, i don't know yeah, when yeah. you can take a statue when you can take statues of canada's prime ministers first prime ministers yeah, down yeah. then surely you can take that memorial for the Nazi well, yeah, soldiers I mean, these down. are all things that, you know, people can ask questions about and deal with. I'm not passing judgment. I'm just saying that if we're going to go, if we're going to start doing this, um, it, it's going to open old wounds. It's going to, uh, it's going to take resources. We need to, I think we should be standing back saying, what's the most constructive thing we can do here? The best thing for the country the best thing for people. What is the best thing? What are the best things to do? People. I don't keep, know. Rick, mm -hmm. keep keeping mass murderers in jail for a long time mm -hmm. takes up resources too. Yep, that's right. So, 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 you know, it's all a question. If you want to base it on resources, I'm not just basing it on that, though, Pam. It's, it, these are just larger questions. And even at the end of World War II, how, if you if you were gonna, <clears throat> I heard somebody, but I got there was a guy. Uh, today, I was watching him online, prominent, I won't say the name, but prominent guy who basically said that they should have just shot all of them. Well, that's thousands and thousands of soldiers. Thousands. So is just, that what they were supposed I to do at the end of World War II is line them all up and just shoot them all? <laughs> just, you know, just I shoot just them watched, all. I just, Rick, Rick. Yeah. I just watched a document, um, documentary movie, drama movie, but it's a documentary. It's a true story. And there was a group of Nazi soldiers who were posted outside of Germany. I think it was Poland or something, or maybe Kiev, or, you know, uh, Ukraine. Anyways, they had about 100 soldiers, and they said to these men, do you want to be part of this? You, you can deny it. And so 16 denied it. And they were given guard duty, um, but the rest said, no, we'll participate in this. And they went out and shot 3,000 people a day. 3,000, not 300. Mm -hmm. And they put them up in lineups, and they threw them into big pits, and then they shot them. And not everybody died. They were buried alive or died out of starvation with dead bodies and disease. Okay, okay, okay. Insects. All, um, all right, you know what? Okay, so, so I have no, this is I this have is no what pity. you're talking about. Ger no German pity. soldiers that I have did no, that. I have, Sorry, Pam, is it those German I have soldiers? No pity. Are, are those German yeah. soldiers? Okay, yeah. all right. So yes, and it, 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 well, it's, okay. it, it's on YouTube. Well, the, okay. Do you want? Do you, are we going to talk about what? What else are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about other wars. We're going to talk about other atrocities committed. We're going to talk about what the Japanese did. We're going to go after all the Japanese. We're going to like I don't know, man. Where are you going to stop? And what about on the other side? But what about Japanese, what we did? What Japanese about Pam? What about what about? Let, hang on a second. What about the Canadians? Those Canadian pilots who carpet bombed civilians. We, what are we going to do with them? Dresden. Yeah. Okay. They 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 carpet bombed Dresden near yeah. the end of the war, yeah. and that was about to end. That's what caused and brought about the end of the war. So? And they did that because they were fed up with how many people were killed 
in England so? and Scotland and so? Ireland still, and it's Wales. Still, it's still, it's still a war bombing. crime. It's still a war crime. What about dropping the atomic bomb? The United States did that. And how many, how many civilians were killed when they dropped two nuclear weapons? What about that? Not that many, about three or 500,000, but that ended the war. That ended the war. Yeah. It ended the war. And sometimes drastic measures have to be taken to end the war. So that's okay, but that's not okay. And these people killing those people, that's okay. I don't know, man. Uh, like, I'm going to No, leave. It's, a, it's a terrible thing. Uh-huh. It's a terrible thing. But, but... But what? But the war would have gone on. And so would have it's taken only a lot so it's only lives. it's only the Nazis who have to be account held accountable for war crimes. Anything we did, or anything the United States did, or you know, like I don't know, man. Like only the Nazis. We're like we're because all you know guilty. because the problem we're is all- we're we're going to start going down this road. The other people are going to bring up the other stuff up, <clears throat> and this was all from the past. And as I just said. The people who, who died paid for our peace with their blood then. We need, we, we be, need to be very careful to not forget that. If, all, if we're going to sit here and then start revisiting all of these old atrocities today, and we're, and we, we're going to revisit, you're, you're going to end up fighting the war again. So we have a choice. We can either learn from it. Or we can repeat it, and it seems to me no, right now, right now, war? some people seem really damn determined to repeat it on a couple of different sides, and I'm. That's it. So, don't. I'm aren't not, we fighting? Aren't we fighting this? The war. I mean, World War Two is continuing into World War Three now. Same actors, same players, same principles. And World War One led right into World War Two. And it all bleeds, you know, so when's it going to freaking stop? Our education system has been compromised. Our education system has been infiltrated. Yeah, I know. Blah, 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 blah. I know, I know, and I I, I get it. So, so let's just stop. Can we please just, let's just stop and and then deal with the issues at hand. Everybody would like that. I I would like it, but... Man, I don't know. I would like that too. I would like that too, but how does it stop? I don't know. Who Pam. has the answer? I don't know, but because we don't have the answer, I'm going to wrap up the call for tonight. And uh, yeah, I mean, but hey, whatever. Well, I know it's tough. It's a tough situation, but I am appalled. I still am appalled that every person in Parliament stood up and in the House and clapped. That's what I'm appalled at. Yeah, I'm appalled at it, too. And we've established that. We know that. Uh, What next? What do you want to... I'll ask you that. What what next? What now? (laughs) Well, uh, I think more people who want peace have to get more active in politics. Okay. All right. Cool. More people have to become educated about the past mm-hmm. and learn from it. Yep. To move forward. 
too. They can't just go ahead and, and just say, oh, well, we did this, we did that, blah, blah, blah. They only get bits and pieces, but they need to go and look at things and and they have to be well understanding. Well, you know, like I, I don't I don't know, Pam. Like mm-hmm. like because it it I, I <laughs> okay. I, I I let's let's get a let's get a bunch of people together and hunt them all down. Get every last one of them, string them all up, and uh, and not stop there. Let's let's relitigate every single one of these war crimes. Let's drag it all out. Let's get it all in front of the media. Let's make a big deal out of it. Uh, because you know, and I'm I'm all for let's let's get the Duchesne Commission findings out there. Let's get it all out there and let's find out what the truth is, and then we can deal with it. But well, but luck. like I you know I good I'm not into lynchings and I'm not into ripping the country apart. And I think the first and most important thing we need to do is find some way forward in peace and and learn from the past. But I'm telling you right now, if we're not careful in the way we deal with it, we're going to end up. Um, just repeating all of this, and we're on the verge of it. So we need to dial it down, and we well, need to we end. We need to. This is really about ending that damn war in Ukraine. That's what it's about. And so let's do that because ultimately that's what this is about. Let's end the war in Ukraine. Let's just tell the government stop. No more funding. No more weapons. Just end the damn thing. Let's get it over with. Because that's where this really needs to go. That's what the objective here really is, needs to be. That's what we need to do. And that. And then we can focus on, you know, the, 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 the current problems that the country has with regard to the rise of anti-Semitism and far-right ideology. I hate even using that phrase, but fascistic ideology within our, our, our society today. Yeah, and then if you want to put the DeShane Commission stuff out there and put all that information that has been researched and documented, put all the facts out there so Canadians know, we deserve to know, we need it there so that we can learn from it. But damn it, this shouldn't be fueled by emotion. This needs to be dealt with in a calm, rational manner and and kept to keep the emotions in check so that we don't act irrationally. And we can't allow it to break this country act- apart. I'm not acting rationally. No, I'm acting from facts. Yes. And it's, I'm not. I'm the, what I'm saying, Pam, is not so much. It's not really directed at you at all. I am directing this at the world, at journalists, at the public, at our politicians. We need to deal with this rationally. And right now, emotions are running pretty high on some sides, and we. We we need to make sure that whatever we do with this, we honor the people who paid for our peace already with their blood. And they did pay that debt already. Lest we forget. Lest yes, we well, Rick, forget. You know, you, yes, exactly. Yes, we always we should remember. And you don't can't remember if you don't know history. Let us be careful um, that we do not anyways. let, and let us be careful that we do not let people who who choose to dig up the past and throw it in. I don't know. And to, to, some people who are using history here, I fear, to make sure we do repeat the past. I will stand in opposition. Oh, every, I I stand. Everything for peace. can be twisted. Everything can be twisted, but. 
You know, I served with many, many First World and Second World War vets, and I used to hear their stories. And, you know, I mean, I learned so much from them, Rick. I can't even tell you on this show. And and uh, I, I can't even tell you. But, you know, and they were very wise, and they were smart and very non-emotional in that respect. They had forgiveness. We used to invite, we had one German officer um, come to our officer's mess, and um, he, he was so thankful that we were so kind to him, and we welcomed him, mm-hmm. because he didn't want to be part of this, this, this army that Hitler had. He was forced into it. I had a neighbor who was forced into it as a young boy. Yeah, well, and, and he Pam, Pam, we've been, we, okay, listen, listen, I'm sorry, I am so sorry, but I I have to sign off, and we've been at this now for nearly half an hour with you, so um, I appreciate the call, but I gotta go. Um, All right, yeah. there, you're doing a good job, and, uh, Thank you. Uh, and don't, don't give up, I mean, I'm not giving you know, up. you're, 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 op- you're opening, you're opening topics up that need people to sure. think about. Mm-hmm. We have to start thinking and using our heads instead of our emotions. Mm-hmm. On that point, we agree. Okay. And with that, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna sign off. Thank you so much, Pam. You have a great night. Okay. Always, Good night. Always Bye-bye. enjoy talking with you, and we will do it again real soon. Hang on here a second, folks. There we go. And there we go. So, yeah. um, Canada has changed again. Thank you, JT. Uh, Resign. That's the solution to a lot of our problems. (sighs) Folks, that brings us to the end of our regularly scheduled broadcast day. You can support the channel by donating at freedomreporters.com. That'll take you to the PayPal page. And of course, as you know, Maverick Donations as well. And we could sure use your support. Yeah. Because you are the, uh, you're the guys. It's up to you to keep this rolling. Without you, there is no show. Thank you to all those who uh, participated in the call-ins. Big special thanks to Matt for joining us on the program. That was honestly the best discussion I've had with him so far on this program, in my view. I thought it was a pretty good one. And tough subjects tonight to to, to grapple with. Uh, And I think that we had good discussions on it. And I hope that it helps us all find a way forward in peace. That being said, folks, I will return tomorrow evening, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Love all you guys. An absolute privilege to be here with you again tonight. See you on the flip side. This has been a Maverick Multimedia Productions.